everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Michael Damiani. Yo. Daniel Bloodworth. Hey. And Brandon Jones. Yes! Yes! <laughs> uh, Ian and Hank, unfortunately not here. It's just the four of us in this room alone. Uh, if you are watching, you will not see the camera angle change. If you're listening... The lights might change, but not the camera angle. (laughs) 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 The lights will change. Yeah. But you know what? There's going to be flickering. We don't know which one will flicker, but one of them's going to. (laughs) That should be the bet. Uh, Let's play Glenny's Calls. (laughs) How far into the podcast do we get a light flicker? Uh, Timestamp it. Not a bad idea. Uh, It actually isn't. Let's play Glenny's We have no control over it. Yeah, uh, let's play Glenny's Cauldron, though. Uh, This is where our witch friend Glenny is trying to assemble Mm -hmm. a a most vile video game in her cauldron, and she's trusting us to go and buy the ingredients to toss into it. Uh, We go to the the market, the wizard market, and we can only buy one ingredient, and we're presented with two options from our patrons. First comes from Randy W. Customizable hairstyle, but every selection clips through your weapon and armor. (laughs) (laughs) No extra hairstyle does not clip through your weapon and and armor. Uh, Spencer Pilon presents, there is a minor NPC early on in the game that shares the exact character model as the player. This is never explained or acknowledged by anyone in the game. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a question of time, you know. It's just that one guy, you worry about him, and then by the time you're, you know, 40 hours in, you forget. No, no, no. With so that hair poking through your helmet. This one tickles me, Jones. There is no <laughs> way I would forget about that NPC who looked exactly <laughs> like me. Especially and like, if you have a creative character. Yeah. And the, and oh, the, so you made your own <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> and the dialogue is unchanged. It's DLC, clearly. This person's just going to talk like a regular NPC, like, hi, this town is called Ovendale. Well, it's going to sound like the same guy, right? Didn't we? Was that last week? Oh well, if it goes into <laughs> Carcerar's cauldron, yes, it would oh, okay. be voiced by all the same guy. But we don't have. Oh right, that's right. I'm I'm happy yes. for that a voice actor that gets to book yes. that game. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Um, yeah, I definitely go with hair. I hate it. That's what I want most out of next gen is like no clipping, no more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're ever gonna get that. Why? I mean, it's a, just a matter of rendering. Like, when you, like, look at the outtakes from, like, a Pixar movie or whatever and all the crazy stuff that happens yeah. when they try to run a render, you know, and, like, the only reason you don't see that stuff in the movie is because they get every frame, you know, to its perfection. Yeah. Whereas a game console is doing that, you know, it'll, you know, 30 to 60 times every second. And they don't have time to, like, throw out the bad yeah. ones. I just want to believe in, in, in something being able to, at one point, simulate matter. <laughs> I get, that yeah. you could attribute something that says, "Do yeah. not let anything pass through this." The most impressive right. one for me is rain. When it's just like it's like raining in a lobby of a hotel, yeah. and you're like, mm. right? But there's a lot of times, like if you really like pay attention to you know what clips and what doesn't clip. Like, there's a lot of times where like clipping through things is good. Like you don't want that, you know, everything to have collision. So I do. No, no. You want those enemies' <laughs> arms to peek through the wall so you can shoot them. <laughs> So we're, are we going with clipping, Damiani? You too. You don't care about this creepy NPC appearing yeah, pretty as, early in the game. As, yeah, as someone who is very into the the glamour is the true end game of a lot of games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seeing, yeah, seeing when stuff like you got clips the MMO through, player, especially with the like when you get like the ultimate outfits, like end game. You've gotten like yeah. this great outfit yeah, yeah, you worked yeah. so hard for, and then. <laughs> Just like no, your hair is clipping through like like the hilt of the sword, like really like the like like the lightning helm in Breath of the Wild. Like you finally get it after all those quests, you put it on and like. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, 
Uh, thank you, Randy W. We're going to toss that into the cauldron. <laughs> Spencer, <laughs> sorry, so we couldn't buy You know what? Uh, you want to do a recap? You want to yes, recap of whatever yes, we've yeah, got? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, your customizable hairstyle, every selection clips of your weapon and armor. There's a 1% per chance, 1% chance of failing a double jump. Uh, status effects almost never work on bosses. Uh, the side of a spike will kill you. Uh, only one of the first 24 waterfalls has a secret behind it. <laughs> and every loading screen is a bright, bright blank white screen. That's it. Uh, also, so one far. of the funny things about this hairstyle we're not considering, this means no bald, no buzz cut, no... That's right. like impossible. Oh, very true, Jones. <laughs> so, like, you know, if those are your favorites, like, sorry. It it's got to be flip. long. It's got to be spiky. <laughs> it's got to it's stick out in some weird direction. Yeah, that's a good ingredient. It, that it truly is. Uh, Jones, if you would, please begin corrections music. The remixed theme in Cadence of Hyrule trailer wasn't the Hyrule theme. It was the Tall Tall Heights theme from Link's Awakening. Wow. Okay, thank I you for that. Yeah, thank you for calling me out on that. Uh, Underhill was Huber's character in the Chris Perkins one-off episode of Tabletop Escapades. End corrections music, please. Ooh. Little short one, huh? Did you not have time this week, or was that literally all the corrections? I went through all the corrections. I think there were some, you know, obviously there's always some more nitpicky ones. Oh. But I always go like, ah, oh, there's got to be a better correction later on, which is why I skipped the nitpicks. But yeah. Hmm. Not right. bad. Yeah, feeling good. Thanks, yeah. Pal. Hey. What? And those remixes wrong. Setting. <laughs> I know I deserve it. Especially I, it's but I mean, someone it's, who's uh, brought that game because, to Hall of Greats. <laughs> so is, is Tall Tall Heights not the high roll theme? It still goes bump. I mean, it, ha- it has it in there. Yes. It's a very iconic theme, and it does include those like those same like notes in there. But it goes off on its own thing. I think it does like, I think Tall Tall Heights owns that. Yeah. But it also has that like kind of like ramp up as well. Yeah, yeah, like that's kind of like the iconic startup. Um, but I mean, forget the content of it. Like uh, it's cool that you're getting a uh, Danny Baranowski is going to be doing like the mm-hmm. remixes since they did Crypt of the ne- they did Crypt of the Necro Dancer soundtrack. Got you. And fun fact, uh, they did a Gerudo Valley remix back in the day for OC Remix. That's pretty good. So if you want to like hear more of their style that they probably have planned for the game, hey, yeah, it's good stuff. OC I'm so bad with song names. Like, I, I love all of the Castlevania themes over the years. Like, I don't remember what. Like, I know Bloody Tears oh, is sure. one. I know Vampire Killers one. But, like, I couldn't tell you which, which one is which. Is which yeah. like. And Jones. all that was bad is I think there was even, what game was it? There was even a soundtrack included. It was, like, you know, whatever, 20 years of Castlevania with one of the DS games. And the listing was wrong. <laughs> so, so we'll never classic. know the name. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never know the name. Uh... We today are going to do one of my favorite podcasts, which is where we look over the next three months and talk about the games that we're excited about and the games we're less excited about. Before we get to that, we've got some updates and, of course, some game announcements. Uh, update number one. Today, the preview embargo lifted for Iron Man VR. A bunch of previews came out. Yeah. Mm. Apparently, it's not as bad as it appeared to be last week. There's more than clouds? Here's the thing, Blood. I'm still not convinced. Like uh, <laughs> the training level is at the that really cool seaside Malibu thing where yeah. like you can like travel through caves on the seaside. Sure, they still haven't shown an actual level that is not in clouds. Um, okay. But yeah, well, you, not only that, but I just wonder how much freedom I have of movement. You know, a lot. Is, is, uh, you have oh, a lot. Okay. Oh, crazy. So okay. apparently, it, it feels really good to control Iron Man. Cool. Uh, you have a ton of like they they have like a new algorithm for pretending to track the uh, move controllers even when you're not look when they're obscured by your own body um and 
uh, uh, Bill Payton, Ryan Payton, uh, said that it, it, it will feel like a sandbox. He's the studio head of Camouflage. Uh, that it, that it will sandbox is the word that stuck with huh. me. That that hmm. these will be like uh, worlds that will be fun to interact with, hmm. and also that you'll go back back to Tony's garage and like upgrade your stuff <laughs> okay. between levels. So I thought that was kind of cool too. It's really weird to me. So you said today was when the previews dropped. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that event was the same day as the the video when I, everyone played everything it just makes you feel like they botched that even worse yeah that reveal trailer was terrible yeah i'm excited to learn yeah. more about the game it was just the reveal was in all sorts of ways wrong yeah still strange not to know the villain is still strange not to know if this is an initiative to maybe include other marvel characters following spider-man which was also sony mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so it's just kind of like oh what what does this mean this iron man thing it's like you're iron man what and it's like it is I, I, there's a lot happening in Marvel right now. <laughs> it's a very important Marvel month. Mm -hmm. So it's weird to show up with just Iron Man. What? You know, it's it's a strange message. It and is. I feel bad saying bad things about it because I'm sure I'll be the headset on. Like, wee! Like, yeah. having a blast. Have a blast, Jones. Yeah. Uh, also, Ubisoft announced their E3 press conference. Happening again uh, June 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So that's the Monday? Same as last year. Nice. What yeah. could that mean? <laughs> Stop. <Yeah. laughs> the exact same I'm ready time. for some good E3 news, please. What yeah. could it mean? Do we know about PC Gaming Show? We don't yet. Uh, I saw a tweet like today so that somebody maybe like spec, you know, Ooh, maybe get on thought that. Thought it was Joey? happening, or oh, maybe thought. said it was coming back, or yeah, maybe they didn't do a date. I was, maybe maybe a date didn't drop, but they said that we know we, we do want to do it again this year. Yeah, hot tweets. Hot tweets. Hot tweets. Uh, hey, maybe, but Jones, Ubisoft. It will be one of the best press conferences. Lock it in right now. Sure. Mm. Uh, they're pretty consistent, right? Um, hey, PC Gaming Show 2019 is coming soon. Stay tuned for more content coming up. Got it. Okay. Awesome. 69 so days, 14 hours. So, yeah, I think they're, they're doing it. Okay. Yep. Oh, hey, June 10th at 10 a.m. There you go. Cool. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. So that will be three hours before the Ubisoft press conference. Nice. That is very nice. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, because cool. I really Ubisoft hate is. when we, we're having to, like, try to wrap up. Ubisoft and then PC gaming starting. Yeah, when's Microsoft? This will be a lot better for them. Yeah, that way, way, way better. Microsoft will be at night, I bet. Taking that Sony spot. Well, Microsoft, I think already announced, right? Aren't they the, the on Sunday? Yes, they did already announce. Oh. So we got Bethesda and Microsoft on Sunday, and then Ubisoft and PC gaming show on Monday. Yeah. And then presumably Nintendo on Tuesday. Right. Cool. E3 I, still exists. I mean, I'm, I'm in conflict because I'm upset that like we're not going to get more big announcements that weekend. It's always you know fun to just pack it in, but I like that schedule. Yeah, <laughs> it's really yeah. nice. That's not too bad. We're getting I lots haven't of heard sleep. Anything about whether Square Enix is going to do a repeat, but mm -hmm. right. I would love for them to. Sure, mm -hmm. we got to see that Avengers game eventually. Yeah. What if they do it again, Johns? What if they have another Avengers trailer start and it's just some dumb VR thing? Ooh, yeah, you know, like I don't how long can they tease us like this? There's no, yeah, some dumb VR thing. I don't, you know, I don't approve of that language. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm boy. I don't know. I just it's. I just hope. I, I hope we can begin. And this is kind of the thing I'm okay like waiting for that Avengers announcement to happen. Is like I just hope the party's on when it happens. I hope like when they finally do unveil it, we get it in like six months. Like let's just let's not make that mistake again to just like get everybody excited. Those are cool a, a kind of unveils. use of this time of the Marvel, you know, happenings that have happened since that announcement happened to us. Just what? Like, I don't think excitement's grew f from it. I don't know if, like, their stock's gone up. I just I don't know what the, the purpose oh, was. Oh, from that to, initial CG thing? To get to make that thing. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. Bad move. Uh, we love it when a new game is announced and six months later that game comes out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just last week, 
Borderlands 3 officially announced. And what an announcement it was. So, uh, Gearbox had a PAX panel, live-streamed. Look forward to it. We are making several announcements. Uh, the only one we will be talking about on this podcast is Borderlands 3. Uh, otherwise, just... Were there other... Because I didn't get to watch or really get a recap. Were there things that were not Borderlands-related? Yes, because, like, Gearbox okay. does publish some other games. Sure. Uh, indie games. Uh, and also, like, oh, boy. Oh, is Risk of Rain 2 one of those things? I think so. Yeah. Um And then they're, they're, the whole stupid card trick was for their tabletop Borderlands game. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's, like, they're, there's, they're going into tabletop as well, and, like, man... The, the boxes were planted. Hey, if you want to know how Randy Pitchford did it, like the, he just put a Jeez. he had a deck full of cards <laughs> that had that guy's signature in it. Spoiling oh, no. the magic. No, he didn't. <laughs> what? He had the card on him the whole time. Once you start, once you start doing the deck, he yeah. put the card in there at that point. Sure, but like it wasn't already oh, in, it wasn't in, it wasn't in the box already. Switch, right? I don't think so, dude. That's the trick. Okay. Not, it was not in the box already. I think it was in the box already. No, he put it in. Like, that was the whole distraction. Okay. If you say so. So there is, we need corrections. Please tell us how Randy Pitchford did it. Can we get two photos of the yes. signed cards? Yes. Please, please send us a, <laughs> yeah, send how us he did it. That's our analysis. Uh, how he did the magic trick. Yeah. Our analysis oh, is, wow, the Borderlands 3 was, oh boy, and they just hyped it up the whole time. Uh, Randy Pitchford coming out, just like, that's it, everybody. Are y'all disappointed? Man, you would kill us. <laughs> no, here it is. Here's the trailer. And it does not start right. with a proper frame rate. It is like 15 frames per second. So the reveal of Borderlands 3 after all these years is at half frame rate. It is just ru- running just like off some laptop, it looks like. Maybe a desktop. Hard to say. We got to see it. It was definitely Windows. Uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> the audience, the live audience was just shouting, use VLC! Use VLC! Like they, they were mad. Uh, the video ended. The trailer ended. Uh, and then Randy comes out on stage just like, okay, we're having some technical difficulties. We got it figured out now. We're, we're, should we play it again? So they played the whole thing? And here it is. And then play the whole thing again. It was still oh, messed Kyle. up. What? They were having like you forgot an important part. What? What part? They were having problems with this on their first two other reveals. You're right because like, of the, the they, remaster. Yeah, so they yeah, did yeah. the first. They did the Borderlands One yes. remaster, yeah. mm. and it wasn't playing right. Right. And they were like, "Oh, it's gonna be like." And then they were doing like Borderlands Two and 4K or whatever, mm-hmm. and then that wouldn't play right. And everyone's like, "Oh, 4K doesn't even run in like 60 frames." But it was the player. And then Randy. The whole time, Randy was promising we're going to get this fixed. Yes. And multiple times after he said, we got it ready to go, yep. they didn't play. It didn't work. I, was like, I thought he was going to, like, explode. He was <laughs> a sweaty man. Uh, but uh, the third time, the trailer finally played. Uh, and then that was it. That was a wave goodbye. We'll give you more information. Uh, Thursday of this week, two days after we're recording this podcast, uh, we'll go into what I think some of that information will be. Uh, but that was kind of just it, reveal trailer. For the audience at home, I want to give you all the information that the trailer gave us. I'm going to read aloud all of the titles from the trailer. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> there weren't a ton. There actually, it was pretty light on titles for a Borderlands trailer, I felt. Uh, I've seen Borderlands trailers in the past that are like, that are like 40% titles. So dear. Borderlands 3. Oh God. Become a vault hunter. Ask me how. <laughs> Get ready to cheer explode, baby. Don't. Explore the worlds. Baddies? We got those. Brick sack solo. Your friends are here to save the worlds. And one more thing. Over one billion guns. 
Guns with legs? We got you, boo. Big finish. Borderlands 3. Love, Gearbox Software. Those are the details. We got the deets. They turned the three into the heart. Yeah. I don't mind that. The three stayed. It's a good way to end the trailer. Uh, Jones, what does cheer explode mean, man? Is that is that a word that like is funny to you? Uh, is that who, funny to you? Who, who told you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you followed me on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's a specific language. It's it's how it's on brand. I mean, it, it is how they've communicated with this with this game. Like, I'm not. I was not shocked. By that trailer, but I thought that's it a, was, wow. That's a, that's a perfect way to describe this trailer. It's on brand. Know, yeah, it's it's weird. I, there's I don't know why this came to mind, but somebody made a really funny video that was the 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 battlefield theme. Dun 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 dun. You know that beat at the end of all the trailers, and they had the evolution of it because I think Battlefield twenty one forty two like super like you know danceified it. It was like and they like made a joke of what the next Battlefield thing would sound like. And it was just like incomprehensible. The logo was just smashing like all over the screen. That's kind of what I wanted. Like I kind like yeah. I'm like you know okay. if you're doing this, like make it make this almost hard to comprehend. You know, like make this just out of control. And I felt it was like even the Borderlands Three was like a very simple font. It was all lowercase. Like mm-hmm. it seemed kind of subdued. And just in, in terms of general trailer construction, it was just kind of a lot of stuff. Like there wasn't really. Uh, an anchor, like I know, you know, if you played, a, you know, for previous fans that solo, they went nuts. Like people were like, "That was my favorite part of it. That's what I wanted." You see tons of tweets that are like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes." I could have listened to that solo for hours. Uh, like loving to see the characters coming back, loving teasing those things. A little bit of tales from the Borderlands teases. Even Huber was like, "Okay, the gun with legs." Like that part got me. Um, but it's just kind of, I don't know, for a, for a game that's for a trailer that's just like, "Hey, it's Borderlands Three. It's what you expect." I thought that was a weird way to start. Sure, a weird announcement. When they say, oh, we got one billion guns, it's like, that's, you said bajillion before. So it's weird. <laughs> it is kind of a backpedal right. in your own weird cadence, you know? Like, like you're, you, you set up the rules, Gearbox, you know? Like, we're just kind of playing this environment. Like, there was, there was even a shot, I remember, from the Borderlands 2 trailer of them, like, in a, in a car, like, driving over a cliff. And, like, way in the background, you could see some, uh, like, like, squid or something, like, popping up out of the water and, like, you know, was eating things. And just, just, like, for me, someone who was, like, didn't play Borderlands 1, probably not gonna play Borderlands 2. What the heck is that back there? And there was no what the heck is that for me. Everything was, like, okay. Yeah. That looked, you know, that seems neat. Or just kind of on par for, you know, what they've done so far. Um, and just a, a weird... It was just... Yeah. I mean, again, like, like one of my biggest criticisms that I always come up with is, like, be careful getting people excited. You know, like, Blizzard, be careful. Like, EA, be careful. Yeah. And, Google, uh, be careful. Google, be careful. <laughs> and, yeah, be careful of the promises that you make. And with Borderlands, it's like you are playing to your base, but at the same time, like, we, we pretty much knew even before they teased this announcement of an announcement that, like, Borderlands 2 is probably happening. Like, yeah. this is, this is going to be a big initiative for this company. And then once they showed the poster and said we're going to be a PAX East, it's like, oh, cool, it's going to be Borderlands 3. Like, open with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, just put all your eggs in that basket. Like, don't wait until the end of the then tease. Maybe we're not going to. It's like, it's, it, it, you're, this property cannot withstand that. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not the kind of thing. It's not like a... A uh, even Mass Effect Andromeda when that got announced, like, is there going to be something after four, three? I don't know. Is there going to be a four? What's it going to be called? Like, even though we think it's going to be Mass Effect, we still have a lot of questions. Whereas I don't think there's a lot of questions about Borderlands. It's like it's going to fit. A, it's going to be built for a very specific audience, and like they're going to show up. I think no matter what, and probably be impressed with whatever you show. So it's weird just how much they were just like attention, attention, attention. And we're like, all right. all right, we're watching, and they're like, yeah. wait, the file doesn't work, and it's like you can't. 
you clearly spent more time <laughs> like and then kind of nuts just getting to say, everybody like, on board you know to watch it than the actual preparation of the watching part and nuts jones to say and more next week this is all you get you, you get this trailer this week uh, oh okay so they haven't like expounded on the details right yeah, yeah I, it, it wasn't I even sure what that was got, what? yeah <laughs> social media saw that people they were yeah. like see again on this date people were like for what like, are, yeah. is it a demo? Is it another trailer? Is it a game? Right. And it was like people were trying to figure it out in the comments. Because, yeah, like, even like from what was in there, I mean, probably a lot of confirmed characters and stuff, right? But, you know, talking about multiple worlds, I'm like, well, we already basically knew that's where they were going from, I think, like the like ending of pre sequel. You know, they, they lit up like a map of all the worlds that had volts on them or whatever. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, as somebody who's actually is <laughs> you know one of the few Borderlands fans on the staff you're reviewing it but I hope you know you're, I wrote you down probably um, <laughs> you know it's it, it yeah as you're saying it just doesn't feel surprising or like they're doing anything really worth getting excited about so. yeah you know what I liked I liked the city shot that felt big yeah you know, when they did Big Finish, it was just kind of like the end of the trailer showed nothing. It was, it was just, just more stuff. It yeah. was a faster edit. Right. The Big Finish meant, you know, 30 second or, you know, two second clips instead of, or not even two second clips, just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fractions of seconds. Um, so l- let me go into what will probably be old news by the time people listen to this podcast. But uh, Gearbox did send out a tweet uh, saying, Mayhem is coming September 13th. So... They deleted that tweet. It included a trailer. We'll go into another detail about that trailer. What? September 13th is probably the release date for this game. But they deleted it. They deleted that, yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why? Why did they delete it? Does anyone have any idea? Probably somebody on marketing team is like, oh, the reveal happened. Phew. (laughs) Obviously, we got to keep hammering September 13th now. And they're like, no, no, no. We were saving that for the week after the trailer. You know what I mean? Just like, that is my presumption. That is what I'm presuming. I'm presuming a week from now we'll say September 13th is locked in. Maybe that's unfair, but it, like it's wow dangerous. I think Borderlands yeah. presumptions are dangerous at this point. You're Kyle. right. Okay, <laughs> that's on me. That's on me. Well, I think too, in a weird way, Borderlands has like it's got a lot more competition now, right? Like, in 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 some ways, like Destiny and Anthem and Division is sort of what and Borderlands Fortnite, is. man. Yeah, it's well, Fortnite's a little bit different, but yeah. Well, you talk about marketing: goofy, wacky, crazy character, over the top, colors, colors, colors. Fortnite, you know, it's like just from a marketing standpoint, not selling the type of service or the game that it is, but you know, it's Fortnite does fun in a way that uh, you know, like an update happens and Huber gets excited about it. And I'm like, God, that looks great. I'm not gonna partake in any of that but that looks like fun you know or it's like more than three i was like okay you know yeah i guess that could be fun but just nothing about that I was like oh wow look at that look at that one part right there that's cool that's really neat i do remember borderlands being a, a very original feeling when it was new hey, this is like an rpg with guns like numbers pop off of the right. enemies when you shoot them with guns it still has a very distinct visual yeah. style when people cosplay yeah. it's like no question what they're cosplaying yeah. you know even after all these years and i totally cut you off you were listening a bunch of things sorry blowboard uh, no, no, but that's, but that's what I mean, though. It's like just in terms of game design, like that idea of, you know, let's play, you know, through this campaign with like a party of people that have completely different skills and you get a bunch of randomized guns. Like that's a ton of different games right now. Sure. And and as you're saying, it's like, yeah, Borderlands like felt like something very different when it first came around. But now there's just all of these different takes on that in different styles and attitudes. And, and so it's 
you know, Borderlands still has its tone to go for it, but otherwise the game design is like, I'm not sure, um, you know, there are certain things that it probably still does better in terms of like, you know, like Anthem split you all up when you, know, when you went to walk around, whereas in Borderlands, when you had a cutscene, everyone's either watching the cutscene or skipping the cutscene, you know. Yeah. Um, another part of this trailer that was on Twitter that is now deleted, uh, some logos featured in the lower left-hand corner. Uh, you got Gearbox, you have 2K Games, and you have Epic Game Store. Uh, Why just those three? <laughs> Why do that? <laughs> and I mean, this is probably old news again to the people who are listening to this podcast. Uh, I mean, if, is, could this be an Epic Game Store exclusive? Could this be not sure. sold on Steam? Uh, yeah, there's no. This is too big. This yeah. is AAA, baby. Sure. This is I mean, bigger is than Metro. Ubisoft has been doing from? it already. D- Division yeah. Two is only on Epic. Sorry, I thought I read something to say that it was confirmed. It was it was it because they were jumping to conclusions based yeah. on those removed. That were right, removed right, right. Okay. From what I know okay. about Epic, I think every single person in the world got a phone call. <laughs> I think they were just like, "Why not? Yeah. You know, why not? Let's knock on every single door." And then, you know, if we don't hear back, we'll knock again. If we don't hear a third time, we're done. Uh, fair blood, but, but Ubisoft is on their store. You play. Yeah, sure. But, yeah, yeah right. It's not on Steam. Fair fair point. Um, and you're right, Jones. I bet, like, yeah. Activision got called. EA got called. Ubisoft got called, clearly. So, yeah. Why be why be surprised? I, just, I think that one would be a big one. I think Borderlands 3 is huge. I think this game will sell well. I really do. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's in September. If you're ju- if you're at the the tip of fall, if you're just like the, the beginning of it, I think you're prime. How for much success. do we know about September right now? Nothing. <laughs> right, yeah. going you know two two months out from E3, like yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's fun to look at the fall and be like, oh, that's great. Three is fun, but and that's the Sorry. thing. It's like. And I don't know, this is my mindset of just, you know, watching too many movies, but it's like three's a big deal. Like three's potentially the end. It's a good time to, you know, act one, act two, act three, you're done. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I don't get those vibes from the project so far. I've just kind of like, okay, if I'm not interested at all in the, you know, the story, kind of what, you know, if you're remastering the first one, you know, should I get ready? Or should, you know, is there something about this world I should know? Always, I've always wanted to play Tales from the Borderlands. So should I, do it? I mean, I don't think it's super important, but yeah. I, I think like, I think villains are important. I think they've they've played a big role, you know, like in, or at least the goal. Like I know the first was the vault, and you know, Borderlands Two was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The the villain from the you, that you played in the prequel, Handsome Jack, yeah. right? He's yeah, the, he's the bad guy in two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like who's, who's the where where are we going? What are we up against here? Sure. Um, if we're not <laughs> excuse me, man. We have a few more game announcements. Are you going to edit those out, Jones? Heck no. <laughs> crank them up. <laughs> crank it up. Uh, Jackbox, Jackbox Party Pack 6 was yep. announced. Yeah. It's coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Happy to see it coming. Yeah. Uh, only game officially announced for that, uh, Murder, Murder Mystery Party 2, which is awesome. Murder Mystery Party is oh, one yeah. of my favorite Jackbox You know what's fun? You know what's so great about Jackbox? We are such big fans of Jackbox. We have done such work over the years promoting you know, this company. I've been a huge fan of You Don't Know Jack. I love how just... We'll try a game for one of these new things. It's like, all right, that sucks. Next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we do not look back. Yeah. Like that one where you <laughs> just like fling in critters? Like, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they try. Yeah. The team tries so hard. Yeah. These ideas are so inventive and so crazy. The idea of just constantly coming up with just crazy, weird party games. Well, and, and like, the funny... they have their own distinct visual style and narrative and sound effects and audio. And like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Skip. The, the funny thing about the, this, too, the, the moving on so quickly is... A lot of that stuff is sort of randomized, so we could have just gotten a bad batch of whatever. Eh. Yeah, we're well, not going to we take the risk. <laughs> of jokes, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sega announced a couple of big games. Mm. 
Jones, are you really excited about this? I think there was a very fun Sega announcement this week, but I don't know if it's what you're going to talk about. Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Okay. Okay. And Mario and Sonic yeah. at the Olympic Games. Is that the one you were thinking of? No. Oh, what are you thinking of? The Sega announcement. The the they they reannounced the oh the, the Genesis, Genesis mini. the mini Genesis yeah. forty games no Jones I've seen that on CVS store shelves for I feel like ten years the, well, how can you be excited about that today it's just a because big number it's, it's gonna, a, it aimed, because uh, yeah it's yeah, a, M2 is actually doing this one this time it's actually the 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 tech the, the technical wizards who actually know how to make the system are doing they outsourced the thing in the first place and that's why it was such a disaster what it was a disaster it's not, i could go to cvs and buy it right now man yeah, it's not that good what's bad about it the, the old the original ones no they weren't that good it's got hundreds of games baby oh no <laughs> this one the, like, i will say yeah it definitely diminishes it here's right? like it doesn't feel yeah. that special well, did you see any of the details about it no so Every game that comes out on so like when you buy the US one, that game you'll get every version of that. So if it came out in Japan and in Europe, you're getting all three versions of it. So That's you can cool. select between any version like that. That's right? cool. Yeah. So that is I was like, whoa, okay, so that eliminates a lot of the problems that some people are having. There will be game differences between territories, like we're getting a Toe Jam and Earl and they're not, and Japan's not getting it, but they're getting uh forget what they're getting. They same RPG. That was never localized. Go figure. Right. Sure. Um, we're, like, uh, we're only getting the three-button controllers sorry, here, but uh, Japan is getting like the better, con- like the, the six-button controllers as well. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's a USB input, so you could like, theoretically, you can use any controller on it you want, too. Whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's so really, really I don't cool. know if that's confirmed or not, but people saw the spot and saw it was USB, <laughs> so it's like, oh, maybe this is going to let you hook up any controller so you can actually use whatever you want on that system. Um, but then, like, how the game's running everything, because it is being done internally, they'll probably run the best. Because there's always people who complain about even, like, NES and SNES emulation. They'll be like, oh, it wasn't exactly right, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get Like, you. remember Wii U got called out for, like, a DS emulation and some of their other game emulations? And that was, like, Nintendo. Yes. You know, trying to do it. So, emulation, like... You know, classic. No, Wii U NES emulation was bad. Yeah, it was like, like dim. It was, it was like uh, yeah. I don't get it. Classic. You know, gamers will be very picky about that. So yeah. th- I think this is a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Hey, cool Sega announcement. Thanks, team. Mm-hmm. I just remember when we had that weird console and we were playing like really bad looking Sega games because it wasn't built well or something. It was like or just did like the feed go didn't go out well. Oh yeah. I'm excited about a clean version of that. You know, and and Genesis was a huge blind spot in my gaming career for sure. So. Yeah, uh, and back to Mario and Sonic. That was kind of obvious that Sega would release those two games again. Uh, what is interesting to me is that there will be a mobile version just called Sonic at the Olympic Games. It's the Earth. Uh, okay. I would almost exact game just cutting out Mario from that universe. I would love this is Winter Games. Uh, no, summer, summer, summer 2020. Baby. I would love a, 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 an easy tournament where we all pick one like. Uh, well, I mean, we'd all have to have codes for the games. So it's impossible, but it'd be fun if like we all competed. There was like two people competing in one sport, and two people in another sport. You know, so it wasn't like we were playing all the sports. It was like, no, no, I'm I'm doing the long jump specifically. <laughs> it's like, okay, we practice, practice, practice. You can practice, dude. <laughs> you gotta show up and that, do it. To be like at the top of the leaderboards for that, I think <laughs> would be really cool. Uh, that is only for Switch, by the way. Although there will also be an arcade version uh, this winter, 2020. Uh, it is now time before we get into the games of spring, a very popular segment called Damiani's Juicy Gossip. Mm-hmm. And now this is uh, prior to recording the podcast. Damiani says, "Are you going to talk about blank?" And I say, "No, that's that's nothing, Damiani. <laughs> that's not a thing." 
And Damiani gives me a grimace and says, okay, (laughs) your loss. And so now it's a segment in which we talk about Damiani's juicy gossip. That's right. Okay, what do we have this week, Damiani? (laughs) So, today, Twitter Gaming, the official Twitter account for their gaming arm, asked a question today about... Who would you like to see in Smash Brothers? Who would you like to see come become a reality in, in addition to Smash Brothers? And lo and behold, look who replies to them. The official Halo account with a gif of Master Chief in Halo and a little like smiley face. And it's like, hmm, okay. There have been some nice rumors about Microsoft and Nintendo lately, including that one of their characters would be appearing in Smash Brothers. So... Why would the official Halo account do that? So exactly. It, to me, yeah. this deconfirms it. Right. No. Nope. Yeah. If it was happening, they wouldn't nope. do yeah. that. Yeah. It's perfect. You're hiding it right in front of everyone. It's just like, no, no. they'll never believe it. Oh, we're gonna have such a good time I mean, with this. Because it's way easier no. than actually going through the process of putting Master Chief in the game, just sending out a tweet and then, you know. So don't worry, Microsoft stuff <laughs> will be happening in Smash Brothers. Okay. Don't worry. That's the gossip. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. Appreciate it. It is now time for the Spring Games preview. Uh, just to get everybody on the same page here, because there's always a lot of confusion. We're about to talk about each big release coming up in the next three months. Uh, I always miss a couple, just let me know. Um, We pick amongst these games, a long list of games, uh, one Pop-Tart and one Toaster Strudel. And this is where I think a lot of people get tripped up. So go ahead and turn on the old analysis machine, Game Explain. Pop-Tarts are good. Right? Pop-Tarts are, are a good thing. You're looking at a game... It's an established brand. <laughs> You're looking at a game that's not getting enough attention. It needs more attention. You believe in this thing. And I, I, you know what? I think the, why people are getting confused is that all my Pop-Tarts turn out bad. <laughs> Don't base it off of my Pop-Tarts. Normally, I make some bad calls with Pop-Tarts. But Pop-Tarts are good. Toaster Strudels... Look, we're not going to say they're bad, right? It's not. We're not going to point at a game that's not out yet and call it bad. Yeah, we don't know. But it's just we're we're a little nervous about it. <laughs> we're just so hey, maybe uh, take a step back and like really take some precautions with this game. Um, Your frosting work on that could yeah could be improved. You have concerns. Uh, so yeah, each of us will pick one pop tart or one, and one pop toaster strudel, and also that third rule. Uh, you can propose, shall we move on? And if anyone else says we shall, we just move on to the next game. Got it. Okay. I have to make a confession. Please do. I erred because I was not thinking correctly. I just looked at April. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't look at the other months. That's okay. So I have like a rough. I, I, know, my, I know what my Pop-Tart is, no question. But okay. my Toaster Strudel is, I don't, I don't know. So you might, might save it. Might be weak. I might, yeah, I might. Because I just looked at April, so I might save it, yeah. Okay. I don't feel confident. I feel confident ragging on that game because I don't know a lot about it. So. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. Well, let's talk about April. On April 11th, we will see the release of Earth Defense Force Iron Rain on the PlayStation 4. Sweet. Uh, this EDF game is by a different developer. It's by Ukes. I never know if Ukes is good or bad. I see, like, both ways. I, th- I see people who hate Ukes and people who love Ukes. Ukes is wrestling, right? Normally, yes. They do a lot of wrestling, yeah. And, like, I think people hate them for that? I'm not sure. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know if Ukes just... I'm leaning towards hating right now, yes. but... <laughs> I don't want... Don't elaborate too much. Just write a comment that says Ukes good or Ukes bad. <laughs> <laughs> Ukes Ukes toaster strudel. <laughs> uh, this one's more serious. It's a more serious Earth yeah, Defense Force yeah. game. Uh, you have a character creator, and, like, it's just a, a kind of a different tone. Oh. And graphically, it looks better. 
Then, then you're a regular yeah, idiot. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Let's be clear, though. Better does not equal good. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> step up from a other step Earth up. defense games. Yeah. There, there are there are spiders with spiderlings on their backs, so that when you shoot the spiders, spiderlings jump out at you. So it's spiderlings. Yeah, it's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> it's Earth Defense Force. Dude. Shooting giant bugs, this. baby. Uh, on April 16th, we will see the release of Anno 1880. Are we sure this time? Right. This is, I think, the second time we talked about this game. Uh, that's on PC. That's from Blue Byte, uh, published by Ubisoft. That's the RTS city building game that comments assure me is worthy of note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the previous ones I thought were got good praise. They did not. Did the last not? two ones were future games. The one, the ones then in the past. Right, right, right. Pa- mm-hmm. Before those. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't so know about the future ones. The last two ones took place in the future. We're yeah. going back to the past, baby. Yeah. Back to our roots. Can't vouch for the future. It's yeah. unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on the 16th, World War Z. That game is coming out, baby. That's on I think P- it's funny that that one even made your highlight list, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it kind of is. So here's the developer, Saber Interactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the developer of Spin Tires Mud Runner, Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, and NBA Playgrounds 1. Mm. What? What, are the, what is your common thread here? Who are you? Sure. <laughs> Saber Interactive. They can tackle anything. They can tackle yeah. anything. Uh, that's on PC, PS4, yeah, Xbox One. That was one. going to be my toast strudel, but I just don't think that's fair. Because <laughs> I know so little. I'm yeah. pretty fair. I don't know. But like, I think people have a proper expectation for it, right? Sure. Yeah. It's like, do do people have, is it worse than people's expectation? And I think that's why we don't toast or strudel it, right? Yeah. I just you love that book. They made a movie off the book I didn't like, and now they're making a game off the movie. And it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, lastly, on the 16th, one that Jones had to remind me of pre-podcast. Correct. Dreams Early Access. Pop-Tart. Is Jones's Pop-Tart. No question. Well, so Jones, I got my 60 bucks ready. How do I buy this game? You only need 30. What? <laughs> no, no news yet on whether another 30 is going to get you the whole thing when that comes out or mm-hmm. what the game's full price will be. But The whole thing? What is this then? This is going to be uh, just the tools and basically everything that's been built so far. So, like, I think there's going to be more modes. I think there's also going to be uh, kind of like, you know, Rockstar does, like, it's, you know, double XP weekend and on or Fortnite has, like, special events just for the weekend that don't necessarily need trailers. It's just something we can send on a newsletter, update our Twitter feed. I imagine they'll be doing that a lot. They'll have contests. They'll have, you know, giveaways and stuff. That stuff's probably not going to happen until the actual quote-unquote launch of Dreams. This is literally just going to be... They're calling it early access. It's literally just, like, we want to give you the tools to, to go in. I know some people are, you know, nervous or just, like... Uh, aren't super stoked that it costs money. They're just kind of like, oh, okay, that'd be you know strange. You wouldn't just you had a beta that we could get into, and this is like you know that was completely free. Whereas it's thirty dollars, which is not cheap. Um, but I'm just so damn excited for this game. It is certainly I unprecedented for a Sony exclusive to be released like this. Yeah, uh, and from what I understand, like it's it's limited, not that limited, but limited. Yeah, right. There yeah, is only so many people can get it. Right. That's crazy to me. And I'd be curious if someday, like, they unearth kind of the whole process of making this weird game because it has had a strange journey. It kind of, like, is the PlayStation 4 in a way. Yeah, like, it's, it's been there the entire time. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like when I talk to the team at Media Molecule, they're like, oh, you know, things are things are weird. Yeah, this game's not in good shape. It's just kind of like, they're like, oh, no, this game's bizarre. This is a very weird game. Like, it, well, I'll demo it, and they'll be like, yeah, where is that in this menu? There's just a lot of elements to it. But I don't get the sense of, like, oh, no, it doesn't work. It's just, like, we really want 
we we care more about the community that is built around this, and I believe that from you know like Tearaway and from Little Big Planet and from like not only how their other games have been supported by like almost all their advertising is like look at the people that are making it, look at the fun stuff our community is making. It's always like look how much fun we're having with this. And so like I I do not get the vibe that in like September it'll be like wow, Mini Molecule stopped tweeting about dreams. Like if if the game in, in development has been around for like the lifespan of the PlayStation Four, I can't imagine that it's not going to port to PS Five immediately. Uh, that it's not going to be something they're going to talk about all the time, that they're going to be constantly be making. And I think they've advertised it really well. I like uh, they at PAX, they made like the motorcycle from Days Gone. It grants it's very silly, cartoony, like balloon animal looking version of it. But um, they have a fun synergy with other games, even that aren't, you know, PlayStation exclusive, just kind of being like, yay, games are fun. Like this, this game is fun. Look at all the fun things that you can do. April 16th. I just went in on that fun. April 16th. Jones, <laughs> you've downloaded it. You got in on the fun. Right. What is the first thing you're doing? Uh, it'll be tempting because the first thing I want to do is just is build a thing. The first thing I want to do is yeah, actually building, go man? into like the the silly putty mode, which is which is the very first thing they showed when they mm-hmm. and and I, I, I want people to go back. People on this podcast might be like, yeah, I kind of remember. Go back even further than you think you need to to them initially having the move controllers and just making like little brown things, you know? And then like they had a little guy on the saxophone. Yeah, you know, they had like people dancing and like rocking out on guitar. And like no one was mad because they were like, this is kind of jolly, but what am I watching right now? Yeah. And that to me is one of the most fascinating things. I mean, even before Little Big Planet, even before Disney Infinity, I was talking about this with Animal Crossing. I was like, be great if you just build stuff. You know, it's like, I like this couch, but I wish it was just a love seat. Can I just do that? You know, can I just like take the thing and just squash it, take out half and line up the arm and I'm done, you know? And so like any sort of game that has any sort of like creative, you know, juice to it where they're like, you can make this your own thing. Even character creators in RPGs where like you can change the color of objects now, you know, like that's much more apparent. Or MMOs, you can, if you like this outfit, you can move the stats from something else to it so you can keep this style. Uh, it's the first game I've ever seen. Where you can literally just like if you you just you build it. You just literally model a thing. So like yeah. and potentially in VR, which I I do not believe will launch. I, I think they're waiting for that. I think like this is maybe when the game was planning to launch, and I mm-hmm. think they're waiting for the full launch to add VR support with Fair PSVR. Enough. But to be in PSVR and to have the move controllers and literally just make Bloodworth's face like. That's crazy. I wonder if I can do it. You know, like I, I want to like, So that's what you're doing first. Yeah, I'm day one, hour one. I, I will probably do that just to see how, <laughs> yeah, how how comfortable that is. You know, mm-hmm. how easy it is to manipulate those things. Can I do that? Can I create something that like I could show to someone else and they'd be like, oh, it's a shark. Oh, that's a dog. Oh, that's a tree. I got it. Yeah. Uh, then I'm like, cool. I made that out of nothing. Like it was literally a void in gaming space, and I hit buttons and it added, you know, kind of like um, if just like little marshmallow fluff was coming out of your fingers and you just you know make a thing. So that's crazy, but probably what, like, what I want to do is just just give me everything, like just play everything, and that's like the other side to it that I'm so excited about. I can talk about this for the entire podcast. What if he's gonna have to sure, stop dude. me? Let's go. But the idea that I can be like, "Hey, horror, hit me," and they're like, "Great, I got 500 horror games. What do you want?" And just like first one, I don't care. This one sucks. Next, this sucks. Next. Oh, this one's cool. Play that for five minutes. Okay, I'm done. Next, next. This one's cool. Yeah. Or like, okay, I like platformers. Okay, I like shooters. Okay, I like you know, I like sci-fi. You know. All of that's tagged. All of that, atta- you know, t- brings you to more users, brings you to the elements that they've created, the music that they've written, the instruments that they've built. Uh, it's cool. I want to see, like, the, the 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 celebrities. And you're starting to see that a little bit. Like, somebody made Dead Space. Like, you're starting to see, some, you know, people make headlines. People get, you know, lots of attention on social media just because it's like, I made this thing. Yeah. And Dreams is like, they did. You know, like, EA is not like, hey, 
you know, lawsuit. I wish <laughs> like it wasn't that, though. Like, I, I think even, like, for the first three months of early access, it's going to be this person made this other thing in Dreams. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to, like, this is my creative vision in Dreams. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's how you get clicks. And it'll take time, too. So it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like the end of April, and you're like, well, where's all the cool stuff? It's like, yeah. they're making it. So, like, they'll, <laughs> they'll get around. But uh, it is a, a weird game. It's going to have a weird launch. I can't, you know, and I haven't really, quote, unquote, played it. I've demoed it. But, uh who knows how early access is going to go for this game. On April 23rd, Mortal Kombat 11 is released on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Oof. What's oof about that? Oof. Oof. What's oof? Apparently they're not letting any media of the Switch version. There's an event where people got to play it, mm-hmm. but uh, they don't want any footage of it because the character models are significant downgrades sure. on the Switch version. Sure, yeah, it sounds like it runs well. It runs well, but like it, the characters apparently don't look very good and like NetherRealm doesn't want and WWE doesn't want those images getting out there sure. and people confusing it for like the main game. Like why totally. is it so bad? Then don't put the game on on the Switch. <laughs> then don't do it. If you're gonna Get be embarrassed by Pro. it, yeah. Like if you're gonna be embarrassed by it, like I don't know. Uh, I'm of conflicted feelings with that. Oh, I'm 100 percent on board with that. Yeah, don't show that at all. <laughs> and release it same day so that Switch players can get it and it's great. And if, if- if cutting down the models makes the game run well and people get to play the game, then yeah, Switch is yeah, about fine. access. I just here's a, I guess here's my <laughs> hang up. Here's my hang up here is that they know it looks bad. They don't want people to see it, but they still want people to buy it. So right. they want people to buy a version of the game that they can't see. Yeah, that's, and I think that's, that's where good. I think yeah. that's my hang up. Okay, yeah. I'll give you that. Sure, that's, yeah, excellent point. That's it. Everyone's having to rely on these like preview reports that people got to see, and they're like, "Oh wait, can we see it? Nope, you can't see it." Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling of, you, I'm thinking of the <laughs> experienced Switch consumer that's like, "Right, right," you know. Yeah. Like I remember playing uh, Starlink on Switch, and I was like, "Ha, huh, oh okay." Yeah. <laughs> like I would still play this and enjoy it. It's not a broken game, but like, oh yeah, this looks way better on you know, the PlayStation Four Pro. Uh, and but yeah, you're. Some, but at the same time, I don't know. Like the, you know, you're 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 a, you know a teenager or somebody. You're not that focused on gaming. You're you know a young kid. This is like your one game that you're excited about. Your parents are like, I hope you're not like six and playing Mortal Kombat 11. But we are, dude. Uh, yeah. Six year olds absolutely love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but uh, are they going to be that burnt? You know, are they going to ask for a refund if it like doesn't look as good as the trailers on TV? I don't no, know. I guess not. I don't know. Uh, when this game was originally announced, I said for sure, lock it in, that it'll have some sort of battle pass, a, a Fortnite-esque battle pass. Um, we're not seeing that yet. I'm thinking I may have made a wrong call there. I, I, I'm mm. wondering if that is going to happen um, or not. But basically, the game is about customizing your character heavily, uh, not just in move sets, but also in uh, different costumes, but then like different alterations of these costumes. So you can have this costume with this mask, with this scorpion spear, uh, with this blade, basically. And Justice 2 had a lot of that, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Justice 2 had a ton of it. And I just didn't think they like monetized it well. I feel like they can have a battle pass for Mortal Kombat. What makes you feel that way? Like what do you based mean? on the sales of Injustice 2? No, I mean, like... Injustice 2 sold really well. You're right. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I think, like, the battle pass is, is kind of, like, the, the carrot for a lot of devs that are, like, we need a model. Our models aren't working. And I think uh, NetherRealm's doing great. I think, I think whatever yeah. they figured out, uh, I, I don't think I spent any additional money beyond the 60 that I've got for Injustice 2, but it's tempting. I mean, there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and there is, like, a season pass, right? Like, a, sure. a, I guess what it includes is six... New characters. It's pretty cool. Uh, one week early access to downloadable content of characters. Oh, you get those characters one week early. That's crazy. Uh, seven skins and seven sets of gear. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, so they're, they're, they are going to make that DLC at least. Mm-hmm. The packages of gear and, and skins. So, yeah, we'll see. 
Um, I think this game is going to be really big. Mm-hmm. I think Mortal Kombat 11 will do well. Yeah. Yeah. They always spend so much on their story mode, too. I like, love I think that that's story why mode, they get a lot of people hooked in on that as well. I think yeah. so, too. Yeah. I think it should like no be one understated. Else does it. Yeah, no yeah. one else does it like that. Um, it bums me out so much that, like, uh, Marvel versus Capcom and Street Fighter V, like, pretended to care about their story modes, you know? Like, they, they made them. And they're like they have a story. Somebody wrote story. Voice actors acted, and it's just like it was for both of them, just like such a side act, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I hope now with the resurgence of Capcom, if they ever do another Street Fighter, that they just straight up uh, go crazy with it and just be as goofy as possible. Yes. Like I rewatched Street Fighter the movie recently, and I've been uh-huh. like trolling everyone on like stream saying. Capcom's just straight up just like rip off this like story and like make a story mode where you don't fight anyone. You just get to like it, you get to walk around in like Shadowloo. You get to walk around these environments like in 3D and stuff. And like Bison's the dictator and he's like Sagat's the gun runner and like Ken and Ryu are teamed up like doing like Chun-Li's and I just reporter. watch them. You get to watch them. It's like shit. It's like almost like Yakuza. It'd be like Yakuza style where you're walking around like the towns and stuff. I get to fight in Yakuza. So there might be there might be a fight at a certain point, but like the majority of it is walking around. <laughs> but like that, that's, it's like it's, it's like Street a goof, fighter. The back of the you box. You might get to fight the at some point. The back of the <laughs> box. There might be a fight at some point. <laughs> the majority of it is like doing like task and stuff. It'd be weird and different. Wow, it would be okay. different for sure. And then you still have your arcade mode. So if you're online mode, you still have your fighting, Kyle. It's right. still there. Okay. It's, 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 like, it's, it's just still like, at Evo. <laughs> Just, just no one's playing it. Okay. He's Don working Yon. towards Bisonopolis. I'm sold on your vision, man. <laughs> on the 25th, SteamWorld Quest, Hand of Gilgamesh will release on Switch. That's from Image Inform. Uh, I listed that one. I mean, like, I don't hit every indie game, but I feel like Easy Allies in particular really likes the SteamWorld games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people are excited. Well, I was like, I was going through the request this month, and it was funny because people were, like, nervous about, because it's an RPG and we don't know how long it's going to be, and so, like, nervous about, like, who actually is going to review this. But, like, half the team, at least, was like, I would like a code if there's more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's a turn-based, card-based battle system, and it's an RPG uh, in the SteamWorld franchise. Yeah. Which has uh, Dig, Dig 2. Uh, Heist. Heist. And then apparently the uh, Towers game on DSi. I know, which, man, oh. please bring to Switch or something, please. Know you know what? Just put it as, like, a on Switch, like, it's just, like, an alternate mode. Like, if it's too cheap to, like, sell, right? Yeah. Like, just, like, just put it in a mode. Just hide Ugh. it somewhere. Or, yeah, hide it in Quest or something. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Because I missed, I, I, I missed Dig 1, went back and played it, like, when Dig 2 started to get promoted and was like, oh, this, this game's really fascinating. And I still haven't played Heist, but it looks great. And then it was just like, oh, I made Tower Defense game, too. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Heist is really cool, Jones. Oh. Uh, on the 26th, the Box Boy and Box Girl uh, will come to Switch. That's the Hell Laboratory puzzle game. 270 levels, keep in mind, and a co-op mode. Um, there's a Box Boy and there's a Box Girl, and together they solve puzzles. What is notable about that is that it's a, a 3DS franchise that yeah. is coming to Switch. Like, yeah. it's, it's happening. And I think it's a 3DS franchise that like a lot of us miss because it, it is sort of made as a budget game yes and, for sure dude yeah and, and like very quick kind of like it, it's made to very much be that thing that you just grab when you ride the bus and wasn't promoted hardly at all you know it would be in outside a Ninten- of nintendo direct yeah it would be right? in a nintendo direct or, or something like that but i wouldn't get much in the way of like a press release other than like these are the games coming out this week mm-hmm uh, or you know individual trailers, and it probably doesn't like lend itself well to a trailer on its own. We did learn that there is an amiibo that was yes. not released in the U.S., but that one exists. 
uh, of Box Boy. Uh, on the 26th as well, Days Gone on the PlayStation 4. Uh, that's from uh, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment and Studio. That is an open world zombie game. That Jones is very excited about. Yeah. Vroom, vroom. Can we just call it that? Like, I, I feel like they're distracted by the word zombie because, like, it, there's a lot of connotations that come with that. Uh, but, I guess, like, like, it's a zombie game, yeah. right? They're called yeah. freakers. I mean, your, 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 your yeah. eyes don't lie. I mean, yeah. you, you know what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the weird thing with freakers is, like, all of this, like, they need to, like, find food and water and stuff, like, around the world. Like, they. Oh, they do live. Yeah, and that's, yeah. yeah I, guess, I think I that's that. like the thing with, that leads a lot of cre- uh, creative types to, like, attach a new name to like their sense of ownership. They're like, no, 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 this is like our thing because we're gonna do zombies a little differently. It's like everyone's gonna do like you, zombies a little differently. You want to think yeah. of some kind of dynamic, mm. and it's fun. Like they have, I like the like, kid zombies are different, so like they're not that much of a threat, and like they'll attack, but maybe not. You know, so like you see the little kids and they'll see you and like kind of freak out and hiss at you and then just kind of scamper around behind you and then like maybe two or three of them will like you know get brave and then they'll rush you and oh, like it's too ah, scary, man. and like uh, they'll like eat other zombies you know so it's like kind of disturbing to like go up and stealth kill one of them that's like munching on one that's screaming and you're just like bah <laughs> like this world's messed up yeah like I see why no one travels anywhere and they're pretty content to just stay in camps and it's really just me and my you know psycho biker buddies that. Go do favors for everybody. Do we think this is going to keep the Sony exclusive, like, quality train running? Like, the, Sony's been on a, a, a run of hits. Yeah. Throughout, I would say, all of 2018. Uh, like, Detroit, you could give or take both ways, but I would say it was successful. Sure. I think it's Detroit level. Detroit level, I could see yeah. it being Detroit level. Finding a very specific type of, 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 of an audience. Yeah. Uh, that's because it's a type of game. I'm really excited about it, but it's not a game I could sell to anybody. You know, it's not a game, like I would have to ask a lot of questions, you know, before to be like, is this the right experience for you? Because there's just a lot of stuff like in it that speaks to me, but like, don't know where the story is going. There was some stuff visually about when I played that I'm like, is that going to get cleaned up? I don't know. Um, oh, like so, what? Uh, just, just rough edges, just the guns. I feel this way about the division, even though I just uh, finally got 30 yes, last night, but like I'm playing the, the heck out of the division, but the guns in that game are like, all right, you know, there's just not a lot of oomph to them. And when you like hit one of these freakers with a shotgun, it's like, okay, you know, it's not, I, I, it worked. I'm not, the control's not bad. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't have that gears of war that, you know, that the battlefield, you know, call of duty, you know, power to it. Yep, I am. Uh, and like there's one example like in in the day you can destroy nests and it's like a bunch of just brambles and and you know like a bunch of stuff that they collect and kind of hide in during the day and if you see one you, you throw a Molotov at it and they all come running out which are three and they just clip right through the thing you know they just there's like they, they try to cover it with smoke a little bit you mm-hmm. know it's like little things like that that it's like this isn't impeding me the game didn't crash you know it's just like oh that's unfortunate yeah um yeah I, I'm looking forward for like Sony Ben just to get a, this game Get your own game. Get it. Get it. Hopefully, like you know, you are known for Days Gone. And it's it's in their backyard. You know, it's 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 set in their their home yeah. state. And so, like, I, I get a sense they really care about this map. They really care about the environment. Uh, it's it's a tricky game because it's. I'm excited to play it because I'm excited to like 
get into it. You know, yeah. it's like, I imagine, I never played Witcher before I played it. I imagine that must have been miserable, you know, to just kind of like, oh, this game's great, right? Well, put the controller down, you know, and you're just like, I, it's hard for me to get invested in what sword I'm using, what my inventory looks like when I know I'm going to stop in a half an hour. And so that's kind of how I feel about it. Even though I play the game for five hours straight. It's you like, mean it's this, hard to demo. It's, this isn't my save. Got you. You know, so it's like, I'm not making decisions I probably would. I'm not taking the time I would. I'm not really just, okay, you know, stopping to look around at the environment. You know, I, just, like, I just want to absorb as much as I can so I can talk about more and more. But, uh, so yeah, I decided to boot up that save file. Uh, also on the 26th, Super Meat Boy Forever comes to mobile, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That is, this game's been in development for a long time. It's mm-hmm. been in a, it's been announced for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it was announced in 2014. There was some sort of falling out with Team Meat, who's primarily two people. Uh, one of those people left, and then in 2017, I guess development on this rebooted. Uh, still same name, still coming, and still they don't want it called to be called an endless runner. Uh, but it basically is. It's a two button runner game. You don't you don't have like D-pad controls over Meat Boy. It is just the two buttons still, uh, and the levels are randomly generated. But again, like they don't want it called randomly generated because they made the chunks, but the chunks come in based off some sort of seed, and then like the level does end. But that's that's Super Meat Boy Forever, a sequel that's like uh, a downgrade in control, I would say. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe that was the split. I didn't know that. I didn't know that team broke up. That's that's a bummer because it is a very fun gaming success story. Yeah. And uh, it seems like Meat Boy would would not be a type of game to split people apart. You know, it would be that doesn't seem like that complex of a, you know, obviously it's a complex design, but that complex of an idea to have two different, you know, opinions about. I mean, it could have been even just the company, how it was run. Um, but. I'm going to get his name wrong. I think it's like Edward McMullen. Um, uh, uh, Binding of Isaac is his game. And so, like, wouldn't you rather, like, do your own Binding of Isaac than, like, share Meat Boy with somebody else? Sure. I guess. Maybe that, you know. I, I, I'm I not going to get into their personal affairs. You're right. But, like, so. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's what this game is. They did promise that it is designed as a console game today, despite it being two buttons. Huh. So I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Like, hey, it's it's still a console game, even though it's two buttons. It's still going to be hard. I'm sure it'll be hard. I'm sure it'll be very, very hard. Yeah. It says a lot to live up to. It has a ton to live yeah. up to. <laughs> The game also like the reason we've heard about it forever. I'm so sorry, Damiani. Do you hear that? Uh, yeah. I, I, Damiani, I wish I didn't, but I hear it's time for podcast halftime. Quiet. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of April. The Hashcast, a weekly podcast by the Hashtagonist that aims to highlight the people behind the products and content that bring us joy. Every week, professionals from the gaming, movie, and tech industry share their stories to provide you with some unique insight on their careers, their passions, and why they love doing what they do. Whether you have an interest in game development, animation, or just want to hear all about how Able Gamers is making the world a better place, The Hashcast has an episode for you. Elphanis. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. Fangamer, makers of officially licensed merchandise for games like Dark Souls, Hollow Knight, Undertale, Katamari Damacy, and Persona 5. Not to mention 
Easy Allies t-shirts. Their newest products include the Hollow Knight Collector's Edition for Switch, PC, PS4, and PC, a Prince and Katamari Magnetic Plush, and a Metaton EX posable figurine from Undertale. Check out their store at fangamer.com. Y2Kyle89. Y2Kyle89 isn't a doctor by any measure, but finds taking a caplet of zinc with lunch helps him get over colds faster, along with cold medicine, rest, etc. The Able Gamers Foundation, a nonprofit charity that aims to improve the overall quality of life for those with disabilities through the power of video games, creating opportunities that enable play in order to combat social isolation, foster inclusive communities, and improve the quality of life for people with disabilities. The link to donate is in the description. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Or at least that good business lawyer's YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week in Virtual Legality, Hogue discusses crisis messaging as EA deals with its own round of layoffs, the magic and mystery of Gearbox's Borderlands 3 announcement, and two brand new hidden role-playing gems, Outward and Operencia the Stolen Sun. Check it all out at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G law or on your favorite podcast service. iKeyless.com is now Car Keys Express. They continue to offer replacement car keys for less than the, than the dealership and remain proud sponsors of Easy Allies. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. Check them out at carkeysexpress.com slash store. And our mega sponsor... River Horse. Come learn about how to kickstart your career in the high-tech world. Our friends over at River Horse can teach you the ways of the ServiceNow platform. ServiceNow was named the world's most innovative company of 2018 by Forbes. With over 4,000 customers across all industries, their Now platform has become the way to make work better. The Now platform introduces a wealth of job opportunities. If you're just coming out of school and are looking to advance in your career, there are many official ServiceNow courses that can help jumpstart your options. With River Horse, you will learn to master ServiceNow capabilities through hands-on, real-world instruction. As an authorized training partner, our education advisors are able to teach over 12 official classes. We offer both public and private classes to suit your needs. Join us at Knowledge 19 in Vegas from May 5th to the 9th, the industry's biggest conference of the year. River Horse will be teaching in the pre-conference training and hosting several events throughout the week. Reach out to us on Twitter or email to join us and get some free swag. We're proud to sponsor the Easy Allies and look forward to supporting all the allies that work in the IT industry. Train to transform. Look us up at riverhorse, that's river-horse.com. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Able Gamers is a gifted sponsorship, just so you know. Just so you know. All right, Damiani, I, want, I can't move on without hearing your final thoughts on Super Meat Boy Forever. Oh, I always thought it just, it started off as like some kind of like overhaul or like a port or something. It was a mobile game at first. Yeah, and then yeah. it evolved into what this was. That's like it they just were never I don't know. It sounded like it was like in limbo for a while and I was always like confused like cuz I was like it's an endless runner. It's not an endless runner. It's a it's a it's a port. It's like what what is it? And yeah. stuff and now it's finally here. So Right. Um, or almost here. I'm glad yeah, I'm glad for that era of Super Meat Boy to finally come to its conclusion. Uh, May May time. Only four May games. I expect more May games to get announced. Oh yeah. But right now I got four May games for you. Uh, on May fourteenth, a Plague Tale: Innocence is coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One. You might say, "What is that?" As I did. But 
this would be Michael Huber's Pop Tart. Yeah. We were running through future games, and he said, "Dude, I gotta play that game. Yeah. I, I gotta cover that game." Damiani's played it. We covered yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? I haven't played it. I've seen it. it oh, they didn't. Yeah, have it was not playable. playable. Okay. Yeah, last E three they had it there. It's basically you're escorting around uh, two young children through um, uh, kind of a uh, forget what period of uh, in the past in France with a play that uh, there's basically there's been an outbreak of the plague. And essentially, you have to. You're having to avoid both uh, the an inquis the Inquisition's looking for you, and you're having to deal with like this like outbreak and of rats. The, yeah, and like the one area I got to see was this right. giant field of like bodies with like rats just all over. Yeah, and I remember use, this. You had to yeah, use yeah. a torch as your source to drive them back, while also making sure the kids got safely across. And then eventually, Inquisition soldiers appear, and you got to like. Deal with them like you can't fight them. You gotta like stay away from them as well. So, but you can get their rats to kill. The yeah, rats. yeah. You can like bait them it's in, and then it's yeah, it's intense. Yeah, I did watch a gameplay clip I think from IGN um, where there was Last of Us crate pushing, and I was like, why take that from Last of Us? Of all the things to take, like because Last of Us invented crate pushing. We need, we need some of those crates. Well, I mean, it's just so specific because you do just have like a little child that you're bringing around the right. whole time. It's just it's a Last of Us crate puzzle. Um, uh, on also on the 14th, Rage Two comes yeah. from Avalanche Studios. It's software that's published by Bethesda, of course. I picked that as pop tart. Ooh, yeah, Daniel Bloodworth. They Pop-Tart. just tweeted about a cheat today. A cheat? A cheat tweet? Was that today or on April 1st? Uh. I well yeah I don't know. I'm gonna say that was on April first. <laughs> I mean they had a, like gameplay to back it up and it seemed like a very rage thing. This, sure. So is it the same thing we're talking about? It was just you, you light stuff on fire. Like any just any gun you use lights the enemy on fire if you turn this cheat on. Got it. I have a different cheat that we can talk about cool. too. Cool. Okay. And then we'll talk about why it's Bloodworth Pop Tart. Um, <laughs> the announcer from NBA Jam is in the game, and so while you're doing <laughs> stuff, he'll be like. Boom! Shaka Waka! <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, like, that's like a cheat that you can just, like, put in and then out. Well, maybe that, okay, that's, I think that's what it was because you're on fire. On fire. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Oh that, I think that was the thing I saw. <laughs> so, is that an April Fool's? It wasn't April Fool's, but it's real. It's, uh-huh. Like, that's a real cheat code that will be in the game. Nice. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it kind of speaks to the insanity of the game. Blood, take us away. Why is this your Pop Tart? Rage 2? Yeah, I, I think uh, I liked. You know, it's basically Mad Max too, right? In a way, yeah. Uh, I I liked uh, that Mad Max game. <clears throat> I think uh, one thing that really uh, kind of stood out to me is like, even though like the the open world itself wasn't always necessarily that interesting, I felt like any time that I went to one of those kind of caves or bases, uh, the level designs in those were really good, uh, and and there's a lot of little little surprises to how you accessed some of those. Uh, and then um, on the rage side, like just the the enemy AI in that game uh, was really different. Was really interesting uh, the way that they they would sort of outthink you and dodge and weave and and really uh, really challenge you in a lot of ways. And the wing stick is definitely very fun too. And so I think that like both of these things kind of coming together uh, and it feels. You know, like the both games were very, very brown, <laughs> and they're Mad Max and Rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and they're putting in like all of this this color in into the game and a lot more uh, attitude. So again, you think about you know Borderlands Three coming out after this is like here again. Here's another thing that you kind of have to you know, another compare post-apocalyptic to. world. Yeah, yeah. With lots of neon colors for sure. Uh, and so yeah, I I just think there's a lot of 
uh, a lot of great potential there for uh, a really fun game, uh, mostly mechanically. Like, I don't yeah. know if there's a story. I don't care. So <laughs> I, mean, you know. I, I get you, dude. There, there is one. Um, <laughs> what was weird is I was reading on Wikipedia that uh, id Software approached uh, Avalanche uh, not because of Mad Max, but because of Just Cause 3, because okay. they were impressed with what they were doing with physics. Oh, sure. And so yeah. when you say, like, mechanically this game seems interesting, I, I bet, like, a lot of that will bleed into Rage 2 and how fun it is to actually just play, be be in that environment. Yeah. And the other thing, you know, which is more of a hope than anything <coughs> is that, you know, the, I think this is probably where the most of their focus has been. Like, I don't feel like Just Cause 4 was their focus. No. Like, was you know what? Not no. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of mean to Generation say. Generation Zero yeah, just it. came yeah. out, and I haven't had a chance to like pop it in and start playing it yet. But That's Avalanche as well. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. That, that was the, that was the first thought I had when I post playing and reviewing Just Cause Four. Saw the first, the next trailer for Rage Two, and I was like, "Huh, <laughs> <laughs> this looks so much better." Yeah. But it's interesting we're talking about both games in this podcast, this and Borderlands Three, because it's like, you know, uh, no ill will towards Borderlands Three or its fans, but it is hard. It's difficult for me as an outsider to see what has improved from two to three, mm. and there's no question that Rage One and Rage Two are, are very different games. Yes, and that this is a very very beautiful game and a game that has a lot of fun showing off. All the all the goofy stuff that it can do. Good point. There's something to be said for a visual identity. Yeah, and this game has one. And I like that it's not really pushing the story. I think like if you're yeah. in, if you're into rage, like I'm into it because my wife was in the first game, and so mm-hmm. it was neat, you know, for me to be like, is, is Lucy oh, Hager in it? And she's like the mayor. I'm like, cool, you know, yeah. you know. And so uh, it's neat that like, yeah, no, if you are into these characters, they're gonna be. They're oh, John of, John Goodman was in the first game. Too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like, I wonder if like I remember just those characters had a lot of personality, had a lot to say. Uh, it was just always very the, over the top, but not in a way that like Im- it, you know impeded my progress. You know, I didn't have to like, oh, I gotta listen to the monologue now. It was just kind of like, wow. I was a goofy person I sold weapons to. Anyway, back in my vehicle out in the world. Uh, if you are one of those people who cares about Rage lore, it does take place 30 years after Rage 1. Yeah. Cool. Neat. Uh, on May 21st, Team Sonic Racing gets a second shot at being my toaster strudel. Oh, my toaster so strudel, my, too. My toaster no way! <laughs> Should I just jump on? The hat trick! <laughs> oh, Team Sonic Racing. Now I feel bad. So that's coming to PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That's from Sumo Digital, who made the two great Sonic Racing games. Yeah. Obviously published by Sega. Why is this thing such a, a, a toaster strudel? It doesn't feel like it has, like, the, like, Team Sonic Racing had so many cool ideas and level design. Uh, not Team Sonic, Sonic but uh, Transformed. Transformed. Yes. Transformed, yeah. yeah, Transformed had, like, all these cool ideas, had all this stuff going for it. And and you're talking about, like, Toaster Strudel, like, not levying up to expectations. And that's what I feel like I every time, I, like, and, and Sega keeps putting trailers every week. I get a trailer in my inbox. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why do I need another trailer today? And I look at it, and it's like, oh, here's a new gameplay trailer. And like half of this trailer, it's a minute long. Half of this trailer is not gameplay. I don't know what you're showing me. <laughs> just, just imagine blood hitting reply. I know. Why? Send. <laughs> and they reply back to sending you another trailer. <laughs> Have you seen Shadow? Have you seen Shadow? It's like... Yeah, I got the multiple trailers of like here's some behind the scenes footage of them like recording another one of the songs. (laughs) I'm like, okay. 
That was yeah. really cool the first couple of times. <laughs> Victims of their own success, which is weird. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like maybe maybe not gonna be like the worst game ever, but just you know when you've when you've nailed something. And were, were, were you that surprised when Transform was that good? Like I can't, I didn't play. Yeah, it. I think so. so. Yeah. Was yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that part of the 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 zeitgeist? Was so I was surprised like, the first time when All Stars Racing is good. You need to pay attention to this game. Yeah. So All Stars yeah. Racing is good, and then Transformed is even like better than that. Yeah. It's like, oh man, they really improved upon this. Even. That afterburner level, man. That's uh. <laughs> Because you could transform as your, your things could fly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this does have a gimmick, which is interesting. And I, I haven't seen a lot not. of racing games do. I, no, there's okay, a lot of those it? games Who this year? The gimmick this game. is disinteresting. I played it. You played it, right? Yeah, the E3 with yeah. Ben and Huber. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people played it. Yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was interesting when I played it. At least I was doing something in a racing game I had never done before. Which okay, was, for sure. the, you know, it's like, all, I mean, Damiani more than anybody, we've all done that thing in Mario Kart where you go through the, the weapon and you're, you're stocked. You're just like, nothing happened because I went through and I'm, I'm, I don't want to use these three red shells yet. And then I got three red shells on top of that. So I'm going to hold this until I need it. Yeah. And then this game introduces the concept of you can pass that on to somebody. Like, if you, you're going you're gonna to do better if everyone on your team does well. Uh, that's like, you know, I don't know if like what kind of progression system or like what the value is in that other than just, yeah, I won. But there is a story mode. Uh, so that was interesting. This, it, it yeah. did feel good seeing my item, you know, fly over and, and then, you know, right. having that NPC be like, thanks. Okay. But or not I NPC, mean, but character. What uh, Trailblazers last year, which was a smaller racing game, had a similar team based mechanic. Um, sure, I defer to you, Blood, for sure. Yeah, Forza <laughs> Horizon Four, uh, the multiplayer. There were some of those similar kind of like your success is based on your team, not just your individual. So I, I feel like there was a lot of you know that kind of thing happening last year, uh, and so that weird painting game. That was about Trailblazers. Got you, got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's also until recently that game like Team Sonic uh, Racing also looked a little rough. Didn't look as polished as uh, the previous two entries. It, the looks, the, it, it looks better. Better. It looks better now. The map I was yeah. on was kind of boring. It yeah. looked okay. Yeah. It just was not a lot going on visually that was interesting. It's kind of a surprise that it looked like a downgrade after doing the, the previous two. And it was still Sumo Digital. It was, right. it kind of was inexplicable to me that it went like that. It felt almost like, are they not giving them enough budget? Are they rushing them? That's not a good sign. Well, they're not rushing them yeah, because they're, they're supposed to come out last yeah. fall and it's not yeah. now. Yeah. It's been so. delayed. I'm also still a little surprised that they're abandoning the uh, the the kind of like the appeal of the the Sega brand in terms of like having popular characters from a, like they that afterburner have, level that blow they still could so have much. had yeah. a core Sonic team as yeah. the racers and it's added individual like a few less Sega characters but some of the most iconic on top of that right. leveraging their brand like that yeah. uh, it, it, it everything about this game to me felt like a step backwards from the excellence of Transformed and. I still looking for an answer for why. Why did you do this? Like, is and if it's just oh, Sonic's more valuable. I'm like, okay, but you could have had Sonic and the others, and uh, okay, sure. Well, if they're gonna have teams, because they've like put a lot of focus on that of like this group of characters is a team or whatever. Uh, it could be hard to you know again like when they had like Shenmue. When they have Ryo in there as a guest character, okay, well, who's gonna race with Ryo? It know? would mess up the lore, Damiani. There's a whole story. <laughs> That's the thing. Dude. I just, I actually don't care about that part of it. What? 
for this game? No. Okay. This isn't like a Crash Team Racing or a... Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a Diddy Kong more. Racing where... There's a, a, but it could be. They wanted to be. They want Sonic to where's be. Where's that? Hub? Brand, am I going man? around a hub in that game? I don't know. In this one? Is there a hub? Where I don't believe explore? there's a hub. Okay, it sounds like a, like a linear progression. And we don't need. I don't need a story. Okay, May twenty third. I feel like this game shows up every single time we do this. Uh, Total War Three Kingdoms coming to PC. <laughs> Is it? Is this the one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's from Creative Assembly, also published by Sega. That's the turn-based strategy game. Um, we talk about this game all the time. Yeah, hero units. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, that's the one gimmick I like, is that there's the romance mode yeah. with the heroes, and then there's the records mode, which has no heroes. It's very realistic. Uh, the heroes fight. The, the mocap is uh, joined, so it's not just one hero doing something and the other characters reacting. Like, this was two fighters mocapping. This is the fight that they did. And uh, But they're tiny, aren't they? Uh, well, it's no, you can zoom all the way in and get, okay. get right up oh, right yeah. on them. But at the same time, it's cool. You can zoom out and you see these two little dudes like, <laughs> doing these really cool moves and fighting each other. Sure it looked neat. I was horrible at it when I played it. It was fun. But uh, it's not turn-based, right? That's real time. Yeah. Shoot, Wikipedia said turn-based. Stop it. It did. Stop using Wikipedia. I, I, should I bring <laughs> it back up again? Uh, before we do that, we're moving on to June. June 4th. Persona Q2, New Cinema Labyrinth. You said, why did they bring this up? I think this might be the last time I get to say it's coming to 3DS. Yeah. That is a 3DS game. That's right. Yeah. That's a first-person dungeon crawler Persona stuff, but, like, man, 3DS might be it, bud. Oh, definitely going to be it. Uh, also on June 4th, Warhammer Chaos Bane. Raise your hand if you know what this game is. No, but that name sounds cool. It does sound I've cool. I've heard of it, but there's, like, always... At any given time, there's like four or five Warhammer games. Is it? Yeah. Yes. So. There are many, many games. So is it like a, the shooter one, or is it the t- tactical one? Like wh- Even better, it's, it's another new branch. Oh. Yeah. This is a Diablo-esque action RPG uh. coming to P- PC, PS4, Xbox One. Um, yeah, and so you're right. It's like Diablo top-down. Who's making this one? This is Echo Software, EKO. Uh, I had to look up what they make. Uh, they do yearly rugby and handball games, but also how to survive, which I think is a zombie top-down action okay. RPG right. game. Mm. Yeah. Hey, cool. Yeah. June twenty-first, Crash Team Racing. Yeah. That's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Uh, and they just announced a bunch of Crash Nitro Kart stuff in there too. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Uh, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. I hope I put that in there. Um, and uh, what do you? It's interesting that it's launching on everything. We might have had this conversation already. Sorry if I'm late to the party, but. Uh, you know, Crash, the remaster was on PS4 first, I imagine, right? Very and then, true. And then, yes. and then came to other things. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if that was, like, the plan to begin with, where it's like, well, just with the Crash remasters, it's very important for this to be recognized, uh, you know, for us to get those sales first. But cool. Everybody gets a crack at it. Yeah. Uh, Nox developing that, by the way, uh, who used to do the Spider-Man games. Correct. So, uh, man, this was almost my Pop-Tart, because this this will be its own unique package. Um as Blood said, Nitro Kart stuff is added to this, so that's tracks and also like customizations to your carts. I wonder if this will be a hit. I think it might be. I think it might be better than people expect it to be. Yeah. Um, y- there is a hub world, Damiani. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I know. I yeah. play, I, I've played CTR. Yeah, there's a whole adventure. <laughs> I've definitely played CTR. And it is so weird. I mean, we talked when, when this game was announced, we compared it to Team Sonic Team Racing. And it's just like, well, Team Sonic Racing is coming out way before, right? Now they're a month apart. Right. That's crazy. There's no reason not to wait for Crash, really. You know, it's right. tough. Rivalry It's back. really, really tough. <laughs> the rivalry is back. Uh, Sonic will appear in Oh, they also showed, uh, it was almost weird, but they showed that you can do, like, original skins. On the PS4 version. 
Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Johns, it's not getting exclusivity, but there will be exclusive retro skins on cool. the PS4 version. Oh, cool. Nice. For Crash, Coco, and... Uh, like uh, how they looked I'll originally? I'll have to keep that in mind. Sorry? Like the PS1 model looks? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, what's the bad guy? Neocortex. Neocortex. Um, and I guess a retro track as well, which is me Ooh. like, what? Come on, what? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, you can't make a track exclusive to a console. That ain't right. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a, a skin for the track. That's what I'm hoping it is. Because all the tracks are directly from the game. Yeah. It's probably a track skin. Yeah, they, they showed some side-by-sides of yeah. like how they try to get it exact. Um, on the 25th, Judgment comes to PS4. That's that hasn't been pushed back, huh? No, they said we're sticking to it, actually. They doubled down on that date. They're That's like, cool. We're not backing down. It's happening. Yeah. And they're like swapping a character. They did VO. They're swapping yeah. a, a, an actor. Oh, just swapping VO. Yeah. Oh. So looks like the guy. Oh no, I thought but, they removed. Or was likeness. it just the voice? Did they actor? remove his likeness as well? Are you sure they had to? Dang. That's what I thought. Or at least right. maybe for the West, maybe for our release, we're getting the likeness changed. I forget. Huh. I'm not 100 percent sure. I didn't do my research on this, Jones, but I guess that makes sense. Like they get performance cap, they get scanned. Yeah, the the spacey plumber swap, but in games. It's wild. Yeah, to do a new. Mocap or that is wild. But it sold really well in Japan, though. Yeah, almost sold out. I guess yeah. was the headline, right? And so they're just—I think they don't want to delay it at all because yeah. we have a hit on our hands. Wow. Wow. Um, there's a discussion I want to have about this. I think we save it for another day. Yeah. I love the idea of this game. Uh, it's a kind of different game from Yakuza. It's a detective game, uh, still action adventure in the same town using same assets. And I wonder if there's a real opportunity here to use the same sets, to use these things that you've built up, these assets, for completely different games. I got That, that fascinates me. Mm-hmm. And pe- people clearly don't mind. Uh, people, yeah. It's clearly a successful mm-hmm. game already. So I think it's kind of interesting. There's something to it. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm that nerd that like when like Hogwarts changed a lot from like the second film to the third film, I was like, what? Yeah. And people are like, oh, what do you care? And I'm like, Hagrid's Hut's like over there now. What? And they're just like, eh, different directors. And I'm like, yeah. that really bothers me. <laughs> it's magic. It's magic. They cast magic. Uh, I get that, Joan. Like, yeah, yeah. And the idea is like, hey, you already built it. It's built. So I love that stuff. Yeah. I love, yeah. yeah, like Liberty City stories, man. Going back to Liberty City on the PSP. Yeah. You know, and being and being like, hey, take me to my house. It's like, I know where that is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun. Pretty cool. Yeah, like. And Yakuza's already known for that. Yakuza's already known for that because they. Go back to similar locations. I feel like you could easily do another story, another type of game in GTA V's world. Yeah. You built you built Los Angeles. You know, sure. like you after could, online, it's kind of been played out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, and all of the RP servers and all. But that. sure. Yeah. Um, on the twenty seventh, the Sinking City comes to PC, PS four, and Xbox One. Uh, that is from Frogwares, who makes all those Sherlock Holmes games. Uh, Big Ben Interactive is the publisher. Um, so that's its category is action adventure mystery horror. Um, this game looks cool. I had to like yeah, look it up that's because one of those Lovecraft. Does Elise uh, know about games, this? Yeah. I hope so. Good. I I'm hope so. Sure, yeah, because yeah, like it launched with a CG trailer, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I feel like people are just like Lovecraft. I'm uh, and I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> um, but you need more than that, please. No, mention Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah horror. <laughs> just imagine unimaginable horror. It's like that's my thing. So like, shut up, shut up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this wow. game. Looks really cool. It's like third person. I like the camera's really close to your back. I like that you're not like fighting off demons with a stick, right? You're just going around being a, detec- a detective. The city looks cool. The town looks cool. It's all got really nice vibes. Um, you're just talking to people with, like they're, with their mouths stitched shut and stuff like that. It looks nasty and interesting. This actually looks like a cool game. And that's that. Nice. <laughs> um, at some point, hey, hey, at some point in June, 
we're going to see the release of Super Mario Maker 2. Pop-Tart. My Pop-Tart. My Pop-Tart. I should have done Crash. I should have done Crash. Yeah, that's my Pop-Tart. Uh, Damiani, why would, why would a level editor be two Pop-Tarts? Two Pop-Tarts? Yeah. Yeah. Why would it, why would how would that get two pop tarts? for you too. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I can't wait to play all the crazy levels that people are gonna made because I loved playing them in Mario Maker One, and this has even way more features. They've done a lot of additions to this. Mm-hmm. Even like we were talking at some point in the past, like the box art like hints about stuff like you could put a car, a Koopa in a car and drive around a car. Where's like, that car come from? Where's the car come from? That's what, not from what, any game. Yeah. What? Yeah. What is this? Yes. Is this gonna be in here? Are you, the other characters gonna be playable? Wait, what? We yeah. have like objective specific like you love you yes. was like the objective thing like collect enough coins that you complete the level by doing that so I can Rather, make an exploratory level yeah yes so you don't have to reach the end it's yeah. like oh you get to make a spyro type level yeah there you oh, go yes. See, there you go <laughs> that's I, I was like it speaks to Kyle on that level yep speaks to me on a level because it's like people just do insane stuff and I it's gonna be even more crazy than the first game and. I think it is going to. I think there's maybe one more style they're hiding from us because we were talking about like yeah. styles. And I think mm-hmm. there's going to be one last style that we're going to see, and it's going to be awesome. Someone asked us what that style should be. Maybe that was a Q and A. Uh, Bloodworth, yeah. you said uh, uh, Mario Land Two on Game Boy would be really cool. <laughs> I absolutely agree with that, and I want Mario sixty four really bad. I think those oh, two yeah. styles would be pretty neat. Well, I want Paper oh, yeah. Mario. And, and that's, that's the one that yes. user submitted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that'd be great and too. And we were like, our minds are blown. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. paper mile. Yeah, paper mile. that that option to swap the levels too to flip around. Imagine the if you could add story cues. Like in no, 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 no! Don't even give me that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never leave. If I can make text bubbles, like yes. I'm not going. Yes. <laughs> it's like you yes. my mail. Yes, <laughs> you can. Like, I'll give you two options. You can either try and reach the flag, haha, it doesn't exist, or you can pay attention to me. Yeah. Because <laughs> they won't run by it. It's like, nope, skipping the text bubbles. So I'd be or Kyle you can pay right there. Me. Yeah. And Kyle's like, well, no one listened to this NPC. You'll never finish the level. Mm-hmm. You see all the comments on your online like ranking. It's like this level's stupid. You can't finish it. I think it's gonna be huge on Twitch too. I, I oh, think sure. this. Is, I think this is mm-hmm. propped for success big time. Well, it's, uh, the reason why I like it uh, is it seems like Super Mario Maker One was based on Mario levels, and it seems like Super Mario Maker Two is based on Super Mario Maker One. <laughs> you know, like yeah. where they like saw like almost people like breaking the game, almost pe- like the people that would make stuff that like it is near impossible to finish this. They're like, yeah, this is th- this is kind of like the 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 inspiration we're taking toward the ideas that we're bringing to this now. It's like, please, more of that. Yeah, you know, like they like, I, and I wonder like how surprised they were with the reaction. Uh, not that people wouldn't be into it because people love Mario so much, but like the you know how the extent of just the wild stuff that people would make. And so I wonder now if there's like much more of that idea of like we think we know where this is going, and we have much a, a much clearer idea of like what people are gonna. You know, use and abuse with these tools. I'm, I'm thinking of like bloopers that like shoot spikes in eight directions. <laughs> like just like let's make harder core stuff. Like yeah, yeah, that may be Jones. I hope not. I just want little little cars for Koopas. I just want a stage call where mm-hmm. it is an objective thing and all it's surrounded on an edge by stacked Bowsers in his little like carnival carriage thing, and they're slowly closing in on you. So you don't have to worry about the timer. Mm-hmm. And like it's a sense of dread. Like, how do I complete the level? How do I complete the level? And they just keep closing in and then they kill you. Well, how do I win? 
You what's, gotta like, you gotta like solve the puzzle. What's the, the puzzle? Like you like <laughs> Mario it's your, it's escape your rooms. Like Kyle's like <laughs> it's escape room. Put, yeah. yeah, it's escape room. It's like NPC says, "Oh, do you have the password? <laughs> nope. Then you go back in the other room and do the thing correct." <laughs> okay. Wow. You could. I think you could build that, dude. Uh, uh, the Bowser's yeah. will probably reset every time you go in the room, but anyway. Plus Switch versus Wii U, so there's the audience, you know. Yeah. <laughs> one one console yeah. has a much bigger audience than the so other a one. A lot more so. levels are going to be out there for sure. Yeah, you're going to get a lot more traction on your stuff. Is it safe to say three times the audience at this point? It's not because it's not three times the sales, but I truly think, like, it's three times the audience. That's not fair. You know, that's <laughs> just conjecture. But, yeah, the audience huge, just at least twice. Um, also, at some point, Damiani wanted me to make sure this gets in. Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, yeah. featuring the Legend of Zelda. Will come out some point in the next three months. It's a spring release, so probably some point. Uh, we did talk about that game very recently because it was announced very recently. But, yeah, cool. Cool, neat thing. Um, also, I wonder if Shovel Knight uh, King of Cards will come out in the next three months. I hope it will. Right. It got delayed last yeah. time, and they Showdown said, okay. Showdown was delayed for sure. And right. they said, like, we're not going to put a date on it because, like, it was it's extremely close, but we don't want to disappoint you again, so we're not putting a date on it. I hope it's next few months. Hmm. Hope so. Uh, that's it. We did it. So, so I guess my, my toaster strudel was uh, uh, Sonic with all of you. You want to open the whole desk? You want in on I this? I kind of like the whole desk because I have played it. You It'd know, be the like, first ever sweep on record. I, ca- I kind of want it to be a sweep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. And I hope they prove us wrong. Hey, we yeah, we want to be proven wrong. I really do. We want to bite into a good toaster strudel. We believe that that could exist yeah. somehow. Uh, but okay, it's the sweep. It's official. It is now time for love and respect. Love and respect. Uh, we are. <laughs> when we're over time, I try not to pick a complicated question. <laughs> but I, I think I, this is a complicated question that I think we could like settle. I think we can settle this. Hello, allies. Nope. Sorry, that was a different one. <laughs> um, my bad. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Here it is. Low allies. I have to ask, what on earth makes a game a masterpiece? Whenever a game hits a 90 or 92, like Sekiro most recently did on Meta or OpenCritic, the word seems to crop up in a lot of review summaries. What, according to you, makes a game worthy of this most prestigious superlative, Eleanor Alex? It's it definitely a word I don't like. Genius. I don't like to throw that word around. You don't, what, what do you call a masterpiece? <sighs> to me, a masterpiece is... Uh, I'm Because there might be some things that I don't think work... Uh, maybe technically the way I think they should be intended, or I think there might be some things amiss in terms of like tone, where it's like, I'm, I, I'm supposed to be sad here, I'm supposed to be happy here. But like where I look at a project and I think, someone had this idea and it was this, <laughs> this exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to play a game, like Division, I'm, I, I really, really enjoy. Like I keep, I, I keep having this, this back and forth with Division where I'm just like, man, this game is fun to play, but oh my God, it looks horrible. But ah, it's so much fun, but oh, I gotta look at that sign over there. And, and so, you know, I, I keep coming back to these things that are issues with it where it's like when I look at, um, I don't even know if I would call Red Dead Redemption 2 a masterpiece because I think there's tonally a lot of, of, of issues. Your playthrough could be drastically different from mine. Journey, 
masterpiece. Like that, they, that is exactly the game that they wanted to make. I think that game achieves exactly what it is trying to every single second you're playing it. Uh, and it's just, it's, and you know, I, I want to add on to that, Jones. You nailed it. I, I think that thing that they want, though, has to be reaching for something, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, and if you, I just you, make a, a chess it, game you know? and it's yes. perfect, it's like, right. well, you made chess, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I do. I think you have to, like, reach for something that's not quite And a there certain yet. level of uniqueness, a surprise. Yeah. You know, where, whoa, you can tell almost from the get-go, like, this is... This was really going for something. Spider-Man comes close. I, I would come. Cl- I would come closer to calling Spider-Man a masterpiece because of, of the 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 challenge I think inherent in like doing anything new with Spider-Man in 2019, and like they did it in a lot of ways. And like that's you know, tip my hat to them. Blood, you got a masterpiece. What do you call a masterpiece? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think in terms of something that, yeah, it's like executing like at the top of its class and the top of its craft. You know, mm-hmm. I I think. I think masterpiece is something that you would apply to something that, at least as far as you can conceive right now, it feels like it has a certain element of timelessness to it. For like, okay, when I go back and I, in 10 years, look back at this game, is like, I'm still going to be like, yeah, this game is really impressive. Like, maybe on some technical levels, like, people have improved from here. What are you imagining right now? But it still hits me really, really well. What game are you thinking of when you say that? Um, I mean... In terms of just recent memory, I, like I feel, you know, like p- potentially God of War. Oh, whoa! You so know. very recently. Yeah, like I. I, I was thinking you were gonna say like Super Metroid. Sure. So God of War is a masterpiece. The Super Metroid is a masterpiece. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think I think so because I just think that like there's just so many different elements in there that um, you know really resonate and like those those highlights that you can go back and like. Yeah, like I remember what you know what this game was about and what this game kind of pushed forward. Yeah, Damiani, you use the word masterpiece in almost every review I've read of yours. Yeah, no, uh, I was actually going to ask you, Kyle. Can you name me a time I've used masterpiece? <laughs> I can't. Yeah, dude. I'm not sure that I have. I Damiani have, is yeah. hypercritical. He will not give The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild a ten, and so I have to know what you consider a masterpiece, Damiani. Yeah, nine point six or higher. <laughs> <laughs> So mathematical. Hey, if it's a higher than 9.6, that's a masterpiece. That's like, that's, that's like a way old school way of thinking. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually don't know if I've ever used that term in a review. Uh, if I have, I feel bad because I think I don't like, I don't think I'd want to use, nowadays I wouldn't want to use that word to describe a game. Uh, I, I get like hearing everyone talking about it now, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't really like applying this word to to, to a video game, I guess. I, I, I don't think it's, like, I don't know. It's not clicking with me anymore. It's like, I don't know. Back in the day, it probably was like, yeah, you call this, you call like Ocarina of Time a masterpiece, or you call like uh, Diablo 2 a masterpiece, or any of like the, the games are always heralded as like the best ever made. Like, yeah, those are masterpieces. But I mean, but hearing Jones talk about stuff, it's that even the, the, the greatest games we've ever played, like they all have like flaws and stuff. When you think of a masterpiece, you think of like, like, classic art you think of like classical songs and like they have like almost no flaws it's like or at least it's only an opinion it's there's no there's no like mechanical flaw in that like in that that in that discipline and where it's very hard to find any video game where there's no like mechanical flaw so i don't know i feel like that word might be like the, the the wrong way to describe like excellence in a video game um i mean i don't think we need to start like calling things like Oscar worthy or you know calling like all this like vernacular is thrown out just to like it, it's like get people excited about a game and 
to, to like you're just trying to like say something is good, so you're using like that that shorthand way to say it. And I don't know if it's always appropriate to say it that way. I guess. So, yeah, sorry, I'm like dwelling on this so much, but no, like, that's it, it what is, the question was just, asking it, for. Yeah, yeah. And I, like when I actually sit here and think about it, like it's kind of weird to call a video game like a masterpiece. Like that. I live for Damiani yeah. having a strong editorial opinion. Yeah, every now and then in meetings or something, I'll just bring something up. Damiani's like, I actually am not a fan of that. I'm like, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like, great. Yeah, because it's really <laughs> yeah, it's really hard because some people will, like what I just said, like they they can overlook any a lot of um, games like technical flaws because they feel like the ex- the, the experience is so like it's so good or it's yeah. like it impacted them in such right. a, a strong way and yeah it, it's just, I guess the best way to put it, it's, it's complicated in terms of like what you'd actually call what would qualify to call a game a masterpiece but at the end of the day I think it's like mostly just speaks to you personally like that, that's how you judge it I don't think there's like any universal like metric that qualifies a game to be yeah. uh a masterpiece. Sure. Yeah. Unless it's a Casey masterpiece. Is there anything mechanically wrong with uh, Undertale? Sure, you can find something. As Toby probably can point something out in that game that's like technically a flaw. Okay. I don't think so, man. I got to play it. Like I'm not, I, 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 I think there's probably yeah. like they can see the flaws. It's something that like almost sure. everyone will miss, and they'll be like, "Oh, that like." Pixels is off by a little bit. That's that that wasn't supposed to be oh, there. Oh sure, and it, like Monet would say the same. Like man, I I messed up that little corner, but like that's still a masterpiece. You what you said is like you know like technical proficiency. Like this, there's yeah. like nothing that like stands out. Like there's no frame rate issue of Undertale. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like th- there's no like clipping issues. There's like I do agree that like some video games are just like they'll never be perfect because there's something going wrong performance wise. But I think some of those scaled back games almost like I can't point to like oh there this is a flaw. There's something definitely wrong with the way this runs. Yeah, but that's why I think it's it's a symbol yeah. of personal expression and not necessarily like a debate. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think people in a room trying to figure out whether a gamer is a masterpiece or not is kind of silly. But like, of course, if you yeah. have someone who reviews food or whatever, and this this lasagna was a masterpiece. Oh my, whoa! You know, like okay, that's the you know. And then if I am about fifty reviews in and they've called like you know forty nine of those things a masterpiece, like all oh, right, okay, yeah. fine. But yeah. it's like I've been watching a lot of the uh, Great British Baking Show, and Paul Hollywood on there does the handshake, and like I you know watching a lot of that show, and he's done it like dozen times right. maybe out of like hundreds of opportunities the, the, the look on the face of these shows like, oh my god <laughs> you know like so I'm sorry how, just what, what, is the, what is the handshake the handshake is his masterpiece it's his, when he'll eat something and He'll put stand his hand up. out, and the, per- no, the he's standing there at the table, like that. You know, and he'll just put his hand out, and they're like, "Oh man, okay." Oh, okay. Right. It's like that's one of the best things I've ever tasted in my entire life, and it's like, wow. And so it's nice to have those things, you know. And so that that's why I like to reserve that, you know, that that wouldn't mean anything. That moment wouldn't mean anything on the show if he did it all the time, right? Yeah. And but, and I think to me, it kind of like Damiani it doesn't mean anything. Right? Yeah, not, I was kind of going like I was having some conversations with Ian when he was working on uh, Brad Sekiro review, and he was like, you know, this question came up. It's like. Well, well, why is this not a 10, you know? <laughs> like, my number one answer, like, if somebody has anything holding them back from calling this a 10, then it's not a 10. Like, that, that's the easiest reason right there. Like, you have got to be all in for that. You have got to be so behind saying that this is a 10 or this is a masterpiece. Like, if there's any little bit of doubt, then it's like, it's probably not. Yeah. Cool. I like that. Do you have a, a final thought on that, Damiani? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking more about you, your thing about Undertale and stuff about people who go back to stuff that 
styles that have already been like done a lot. And mm-hmm. so you can look back on it, and there's like you can keep pushing higher and higher for like even like better, higher degree of excellence in that because so many people before you have like pushed it, elevated it so much further. I feel like it gets down to like you you, you have to view video games as kind of like a craft at that point, and you know it, it, it's basically like you're looking at the discipline and seeing. I guess it would be less about like so much like the. You don't have to look at like the technical flaws at that point. You're saying like it, it's it's like not relevant almost in the game. Like Undertale, it's h- how they chose to implement certain things in that game because it is not it is relying on a older style that's been done so much. And do that does the person do the creators of that game demonstrate that like they are are doing something unique with that? Are they doing something? meaningful with stuff that's already been done so far how is it affecting you um in the both like the moment to moment gameplay how is it affecting you in terms of like your overall experience with the game at the end like did, did, did you know how do you feel about it at, at that point and i think you take like it's like all those personal feelings and then you look at it and say wow despite there being a million 8-bit style games out there this game just wowed me so many times and that's like impressive to do I think that's when you start getting into like that that level of like that in that level of critique. You, you're trying to say like, wow, despite all of this, yeah. you've still done this. This is like that's when you get into like those like you start throwing out words like masterpiece or masterclass or you know like uh, you you are a master of your craft essentially. Like that that it's like it, that is like the ultimate display of you know. T- like Marvel in in, in your, your your but in, I hear what it's you're like saying. viewing it as an art basically. It's almost like though every component has to reach. So even visually, a video game has to be reaching for something above and beyond mm-hmm. for that to be a masterpiece almost. And, and that or it's just like it's doing something that's like surprising or new, yes, and something that you have not seen before. Um, and whatever you want to justify, with the, we want to call it, it works, it looks good, or you know, whatever your qualifier is that that is positive, it's good, you know, that has to also go along with it. Because obviously Undertale is not, in the grand scheme of things, it's not pushing any visual limitations that we're used to with modern consoles, but if you compare it against other similar style games, what is, you know, is it pushing the boundaries with, you know, within sprite-based artwork and within the confines of trying to be a... 8-bit style game, like a yeah. retro style game. Or just your expectations. Yeah. Does it subvert those? By the way it looks, mm-hmm. or is your brain all automatically mm-hmm. thinking things are going to play out a certain way and then, ha-ha, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it's I like, made it look that way for a reason. So I, I, get, I get your brain do. in a yeah, certain like way. Characters, the characters, I think for a lot of people, evoke emotion out of you. And it's like from the sprite artwork. Yeah. And people are like, wow, that got me to feel things. Like simple text dialogue and sprite-based artwork got me to feel this about a game. Whereas you have like these AAA budget games that don't necessarily ever come close to achieving the same thing that like something that Undertale does. It's like how yeah. graphic novels took a long time to be taken seriously because they looked like mm-hmm. comics for so long. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's I think it's a lot like that actually, where that medium was not taken seriously for ages. Yeah, yeah. Someday, someday we'll have our first masterpiece. Second, first was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. <laughs> good, good. We're waiting on the second still. It'll pop up eventually. <laughs> I want to personally thank all of our $5 and up patrons who submit questions to love and respect every week. Uh, we're getting to one this week because we're, we're over time. And like, But that was a good discussion. I yeah. like that one very much. So thank you, Alex. Um, it is now time for bets. Next week's bet. At this point right now, I'm going to ebay.com. <laughs> I'm going to look for the Xbox 360 version of the game called Fuse. 
uh, published by EA, developed by Insomniac. Uh, how cheap can I buy it now? What's the cheapest listing for buy it now? Jones. $8.50. Daniel Bloodworth. Uh, $3.99. Michael Damiani. $6.99. And I said $2.55. Please no manipulation, by the way. Well, always. Always. There should be a disclaimer, obviously. Somebody's going to go on there. Don't be a weenie about this. All right, (laughs) let me lock that in. (coughs) Last week's bet was about Yoshi's Crafted World, uh, which released last Friday. Uh, So what I'm about to do right now, I'm going to Twitch. Okay. I'm going to look at the most viewed Yoshi's uh, Crafted World stream. And we're going to count how many eggs are trailing Yoshi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about this. If the, I'm excited if the about player this. isn't in an actual level, we'll skip to the next uh, yeah. most watched stream. Uh, Jones, you bet there would be zero Yoshi eggs trailing the character. Yep. Yep. Ben bet four. I bet zero. I bet six, which turns out is maximum. And Ian bet one. Let's do you it. You said I bet zero twice. I think you missed. Oh, Huber bet zero Huber as well. Huber bet zero. Okay. Yeah. Huber. Huber. Okay, so I'm refreshing it now. So I really want six right now. Yoshi's Crafted World. I'm looking at a streamer named Brown Man. We're clicking. Brown Man has over a thousand viewers, and there are one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four eggs. Can you confirm that, Damiani? Four Wait eggs. Wait a sec. Yep. We come back. You uh, want to see him move? I thought there were, might have been five. We, we are buckling stay. right yeah. now. I, th- I think I mean, on gotta... the screen right now, that's four. But I think the, the last one might have two. But the the Twitch stream hitched on us. We got the loop. Okay, that's so four. It's four. That's four, four eggs. Four. That's four eggs. Lock that in. Okay. Um, I don't know officially who won that. I know I had six. Ben bet four on the money. That is a Ben win, baby. Nice, thanks, uh, Ben. So that brings our score to Scrappy Little Pig seven. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous Gorillas six. <laughs> uh, oh, I got some bad news. You know that wizard who hates us, Kasarar? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. He goes in. Sounds like he likes us, to be honest. Sounds, I like, sounds, think... like, sounds like he's our biggest fan. No, Jones, <laughs> you don't see the words he uses that I cannot uh, repeat okay. on this very All podcast. Right. He sneaks into my IMs. Words hurt. <laughs> uh, he, he got that creepy NPC that looks just like you at the beginning of the, the game for no reason. And I'm mad about that one because that one creeps me out. Uh, <laughs> Bloodworth, since you are in Ben's seat... Uh, oh, let me talk quickly before that. Patreon.com slash Easy Allies is where you would want to go if you're interested in supporting the Easy Allies. We do lots of things, you, and we can do lots of things for you. Daniel Bloodworth, you're in Ben's seat. You get the right and responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Allies video would li- you would like to promote. Uh, you get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, one I reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle is at dbloodworth2. Um, for uh, the video, uh, check out my GDC uh, wrap-up. Uh, we put it up uh, last weekend, and uh, it's basically an extra podcast for you. An hour 40. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, made sure to get some B-roll, and, and Brandon hmm. was able to slide in some of my photos from some of the sessions. But, yeah, talking about sessions and games I played and people I saw there, and, uh, yeah, just kind of uh, my, my GDC experience, as you will. Uh, final word is eluding me. I don't know if I have anything particular other than uh, look forward to yeah some Crash Team Racing streams. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to that game and playing that game uh, with uh, everybody here. Um, so yeah, we'll see you before the next Blood Moon Rises.
You want to come play Sekiro and check out my <laughs> sick page?